Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Let's do this one more time. We're this universe's one and only spider cast, and on a very special episode, we're about to talk all things Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse here on Normies Like Us. For everything, right? <laughs> you heard it up top. We are about to weave some webs, web heads, as we talk all things spider people. Lots of spider people, in fact, because we're talking Spider Man across the Spider Verse here on Normies Like Us with your host, the amazing Spider Colin. Uh, I'll be the spectacular Spider Mike. <laughs> and this is uh what's another adjective i was gonna ultimate say spectacular ultimate this is ultimate jacob the spider <laughs> ultimate jacob the wow. spider you know i wow. love to see it uh yeah back in the spider verse you know again also not to lead too much but we just talked nemesis there might be connections to that film in this film uh mm. tangentially uh we'll, we'll get to that as it comes up but um yeah, man, weaving the web of all the multiverses, a lot of multiverse stuff happening, and here we are once again. Thanks yes. for joining us from wow. your part of the multiverse. This is uh, Earth 247, I believe, episode 247 of Normies Like Us. Oh, so, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and Earth 247, we're all blue. We should say that if you're not watching the That's video, the Avatar which planet. should be. That's right. This is the Avatar planet. We're all blue. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I lived yeah. on that planet. That's <laughs> yeah, my dream. It's me, it's me spider boy. <laughs> Wow. We have a Spider-Man in Avatar, to be fair. That's true. Um, (laughs) Good question up top, as we always do. Let's kind of talk our history before we dive in. What's your histories with these? And then I meant to look this up, but have we done an episode on the first movie before? We definitely have talked about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? I pulled up the episode logs, um, and we've talked about it in either Watcher or General Spider-Man. In 2018, this came out. We had done... A general Spider-Man overview episode uh, in 2018. It might land there, yes. and then I'm sure watch it popped in and out. But it's crazy to think that 2018 was the Into the Spider-Verse that kicked us off, and here we are in 2023. Wow. And it, wow, it's been it's been actually a longer stretch than I thought. And I hope we don't have to wait that long for the next one, as we'll discuss uh, when we get into full spoilers and all that. But yeah, we have not done a solo Spider-Verse, and now here we are. Well, get us up to speed then, Mike. Do you like this uh, film franchise? What do you know about Miles Morales as a character? I mean, I know there was some buzz hitting when Miles Morales was introduced to the comics, you know, and then, you know, there's buzz like, oh, Donald Glover in the No Way Home series. Like, oh, I'm, my, my nephew lives in this neighborhood. Like, are we going to get a live action, Miles? And then in 2018, obviously, we get into the Spider-Verse, which critically acclaimed won an Oscar for Best Animated Picture, uh, rightfully so. Some really groundbreaking stuff right. we're seeing with the Ninja Turtles. And I absolutely love the first movie. And uh, I, I think the second one is is just as good, if not better. And we'll discuss that more with full spoilers later. But Jacob, where, where are you at on the whole yes. Spider thing? I thwip it to you. Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, if you go back and listen to our Spider-Man episode, Normies, I mean, we all were had pretty positive things to say about the first movie, right? Into the Spider-Verse. And uh, yeah, I was a big fan of that movie. Big fan of 
Miles Morales as a character, uh, Spider Gwen, uh, and I, I'm glad they kind of go into her character more in this movie as well. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm very, I'm a huge fan of the franchise, and I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yep, and Colin, wow. where are you at? Uh, pretty much the same. I, I think I like Spider-Man as a comic book character, maybe a little bit more than you guys, but I would not say more as a movie character. We all like Spider-Man in film, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think I kind of remember our general attitudes being like, Oh, so Sony is just giving up. They just couldn't do it in the live action world. They'll just make a cartoon. That's just where they'll go. That's, that's nice. And I kind of remember just thinking, well, this will just be a bad Sony movie. Uh, I, I didn't see any of those cloudy with a chance of meatballs or anything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. Well, I think if you look at you know Sony's history, it's been like mostly bad decisions, and then somehow by a miracle, this movie got made—the first movie—and we we're like, <laughs> it's wow, the exception Sony that proves that? the rule. Yeah, yeah they, he was the oh, original they, anomaly. Uh, yeah. Do we but, uh, deserve this to happen? Somehow. I don't know. I, I love it, and it's great. I'm I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm very excited to talk about Miles Morales as a character, and then, of course, a billion other spider people as characters as well, and to billion. maybe fill in any questions you guys or the, the listeners might have on those characters. Yeah. I think it's I almost, know who is going to be our, all of our favorite character. If I, have I, I wonder. So. I wonder. Maybe you're right, though. Yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, there's one metaphor made that might land on that. But again, maybe we're all <laughs> Spider-Man. And, uh, you know, listeners, longtime listeners of the show know that, you know, our, our other host, uh, dearly beloved Joe, uh, you know, he's a huge comic fan, huge Spider-Man guy. He has his Parker Luck uh, series going on. He's a big Spider-Man head. And I only owned Spider-Man comics as a kid. But I did reach across the Spider-Verse. Right. And I reached out to him to see what he thought of this briefly. And I'll share some of that at the wrap up. Oh, please so, do. Uh, if you want to oh, hear yeah. Joe's thoughts. We should say Joe. Joe, probably the Spider-Man of our Earth number, right? Yeah, yeah. He is our Spider-Man. I mean, he's never sure. been seen in the same place yeah, as I would, our Spider-Man. I, so, I no. so when a Spider-Man emerges, it will probably be Joe. So Yeah. And just finally, we, you know, we have done a No Way Home thing. We, you know, we like that film. We like our Sam Raimi as a filmmaker. We like our Sam Raimi Spider-Man. We like our Andrew Garfield as an actor. We like our Andrew Garfield being Spider-Man. Maybe those films are flawed. And we love Tom Hardy as Venom, just to uh, tie it all together with course. Sony. Oh, of course. God. We have to mention <laughs> yes. Tom Hardy. And throw it back Spider-Man. to Nemesis. But I cannot wait to go across the Spider-Verse, guys. Yeah, let's just dive in. Let's uh, sling those webs and talk all the spoilers. Get ready, normies, right after this. back i'm playing with this little watch that's not a watch it's a fancy device that's gonna keep us all here uh all our normies who are into the normiverse we're going across the normiverse right <laughs> yeah i only have a day pass but at least we'll be able to get through this episode so <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely again full spoilers for the uh across the spider-verse into the spider-verse movies and you know anything that that might entail so if you haven't seen it go see it and if you don't care keep listening and leave a like share and subscribe Anyway, let's dive into Across the Spider-Verse, number two of this franchise, Maui Wowie. I'll just say real quick. Maui Wowie. I absolutely loved it. And I cannot like 
hide that. So I love this. I'm going to be gushing. I just got out of the theater like two hours ago. I got a matinee today. I went to the Alamo and I, I was blown away. I was writing notes in a notebook as I was watching it. Like, yeah, in between not wanting to take my eyes off the screen. I really enjoyed it. But what was right. your guys viewing experience? How did you see it? When did you see it? And what did you think when you walked out? Uh, Jacob, how about you first? Well, that's a great question. Uh, Colin and I saw this movie together uh, about a week ago now. Interesting. Uh, so we've wow. we've haven't been seeing this movie for a week already, which is crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Colin, do you want to tell the story of you know how we saw the movie? Yeah, in that as much as I can say that um, I worked on another Sony movie, and through that, uh, a contact was incredibly kind and passed on two uh, let's call them day passes. Uh, mm-hmm. To go there to the premiere go. of this film, frankly, uh, in in Hollywood, and it That's uh, right. it fucking ruled, dog. That is so incredible. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, we you know we saw the directors were there, uh, the writers, you know Chris Chris Miller and uh, Phil Lord, uh, you know the the CEO of Sony, you know all those people were there. So it was it was pretty fun. Former experience. president of Fox, now chairman of Sony, mm. Tom Rothman, the guy who a hero like. A hero. <laughs> Mike, this guy I was explaining to Jacob, who literally is on record saying things like he, he, he caused us so much pain as young people. Uh, you have to put Venom in the third Spider-Man movie like, you know, like, fuck this shit. Like, we got to get paid. Like, was a total Aviara type Amy Pascal. Notoriously right? good decision. Yeah, well, yeah absolutely. Yeah. On the Fox side was like. Fuck tights, you know, superheroes look dumb that way. The X-Men need to wear black leather. <laughs> so we got those BS movies where they look like uh-huh. that. And then for the Silver Surfer Fantastic Four film, he was explained what Galactus is and said, no, 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 no. Make him like a cloud that appears and eats planets. One of the worst uh, decisions in comic book history. That guy that was at the... This guy who introduced this film and gave a speech about the power of creativity and how cool it is that Spider-Man's such a unique superhero. So very interesting to hear a different take. Yes, it was very funny. He said, uh, I just want to thank my my two best friends, Avi Arad and Amy Pascal. Um, notoriously the people make great decisions at Sony yeah, yeah. and ransom um, ransom their properties yeah the robber barons who are in charge <laughs> of Spider-Man uh-huh. uh yeah uh but they made these movies I guess so uh they job. let them be made let's say yeah that's yeah let's put it that way um but <laughs> yeah. you know Mike I'm with you I absolutely love this movie and obviously I was a huge fan of the first one I think this one's even better in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and I was just so blown away super psyched once we got out of the movie i almost saw it again this weekend just because i wanted to go see it but i ran out of time uh couldn't make the time but i do want to see it again in theaters if possible just because it's such a great experience and uh yeah i'm super excited about it yeah no it it was it was awesome i think um i'm still kind of coming down from the high of uh getting out of the theater again uh, yeah full spoilers you know there's a cliffhanger at the end that i wasn't expecting and i was like i was ready for it's like dune it's like Absolutely. i could stay there for six hours i could stay in the spider verse yeah. i felt the same way when it was when it got to the ending that's the only thing that i was surprised i was like i didn't i legitimately did not know it was going to end there and i was like ready for more movie and i was like damn now we gotta wait like a year for the second part but 
Yeah. I was super excited. Yeah. To be fair, also, that's like, you know, we had a Fast X episode that had a similar kind of ending that's like, it feels wow. like it's still on a rising action. And I'm like, can we just that's get right. out of here? Meanwhile, in this, it's like, yeah. we're still rising. And I'm like, can we just keep going? Like, I don't want to go home. So, and I was incredible. so sort of um, entrenched in the movie that I was like, I lost track of time and I didn't realize how long it had been already. So I was like, oh, we're just getting into the third act of the movie. Excited for this. Nope. To be continued. But, in a way that makes me want to, you know, see the second part. It's this kind of like lands. The, yeah, yeah. And it lands the Empire cliffhanger. Well, for sure. Colin, how do you feel coming out of this, like with the cliffhanger? I mean, you know, I don't know. General sentiment. I definitely want to talk about reaction to the end and stuff. I will save that. We'll till, get there. Till we get till that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm with you guys where I fucking was like, that first movie is so good. It's so rewatchable. I wonder why or how they would continue it of course you just say cash grab but the minute something wins the academy award for best animated film they're gonna make a fucking sequel to it you know that's Mm -hmm. what world do i live in that i wouldn't think that but you know yeah you go in skeptical and you're like i don't know i haven't even really like seen that many trailers jake and i were saying as we're sitting down too we don't really kind of know what it's about i kind of had this vague feeling that i kind of wouldn't like the motivations or the plot or whatever, but would be happy to see the characters. And instead, what I get is this film that really doesn't have a lot of the main characters from that last film, Mm -hmm. but highlights the characters that were the main characters of that last one and develops them in such interesting ways and all this stuff that like, I'm like, God, I'm with you guys. I got, I'm sweating nothing about this movie. I just think it was a straight up, let me just say it right now, fucking masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. The first yeah, one. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. The oh. first one got a lot of people saying, hey, this might be the best Spider-Man movie ever made. And I was like, it's very good, but I don't know. But now after seeing this, I'm like, this might be the best Spider-Man movie ever made. See, this, like this we're heading that way. Yeah. I actually think so. I think maybe the first one is the best is a better Spider-Man movie, and then it's ah. more of like a self-contained story. But this might be the better movie, and it's rare that a sequel is so good, and it's like really good for a sequel. I think, and it reminds me actually to make a comparison, uh, something we just talked about, Tears of the Kingdom. Right when mm, Breath of the yeah. Wild came out, people were like, "Oh, this game's a masterpiece! Like it's the best Zelda game ever made." And then Tears of the Kingdom came out, and they're like, "Well, I guess this is better." Then this other game that was already really good. So I think that's kind of how I feel about these movies now. Yeah, no. And it, it's giving Empire Strikes Back. Like somehow yeah. this thing is better than the groundbreaking original and then leaves you wanting more, you know? Totally. So absolutely incredible. The one thing I have seen is that the first act for some people, there it might be some pacing issues. And I think to a degree, the first act takes a while until we really get into the thick of it but i think all of that pays off later with the emotional beats i think spending that time with the characters is important like you said like we really can expand on it and we open kind of to jump into it from gwen's perspective this time which i think is a really smart choice. well well real quick hit us with how you saw this mike and then answer this question for me because this scene sets it up perfectly with Mm -hmm. one other complaint people seem to be having have you guys read that people think the audio mix is weird too and that you can't hear anything gwen's saying underneath the drumming it mm. seemed to be fine with me. I saw it in 2D you, at the Alamo Draft House downtown LA. You just saw it. Yeah, speakers were loud as heck. It was a smaller screen because I'm, you know, I'm at the end of the weekend and at matinee or whatever. But the sound was actually really, really good, and I heard everything fine. I don't know, maybe uh, 
you know, your, your experience may differ based on the equipment and the location. I mean, that can't be helped, unfortunately, I mean, but it, it might not be the movie's fault. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. For me, jumping into the beginning, I was into it from the beginning because I was like, all right, we're getting a look into the, the Gwen Stacy character. I'm a big fan of her. And, uh, you know, she's a drummer. I'm a drummer. So we have that in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, all right, we're getting her backstory and stuff. Super interesting. And I like how her world is shown in the animation style. How So every obviously every world in the Spider-Verse uh, sort of has a different art style that accompanies it, right? Which is really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. And her world was like pastel colors kind of, right? Versus watercolors. Uh, water co- what, that's what I was thinking of, watercolors. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I was super into this. I'm like, hell yeah, uh, good stuff. And to tie into the Parker Luck, we learn about what was only hinted at in the previous movie, kind of her past and how, you know, every Spider-Man kind of has a tragedy or a trauma, right? And like we, we get to see kind of what she went through. And, you know, again, we're, we're yes. grounding these characters in relatable things like loss and grief and that. And I think this film is these dealing with those events. themes very strongly. Right. Yeah. Every uh, something that we kind of learned through this movie is that every Spider-Man has these moments in their life that kind of define them and make them the hero that they are. And one of those is sacrifice, losing someone close to you. Um, and for Gwen, she's friends with that universe's Peter Parker, right? Who's mm-hmm. not Spider-Man because obviously she's Spider-Woman. Um, but he's actually uh reptile right he's a lizard right he's lizard, the doc right. connors he's probably you presume was working with doc connors in science class learned about the lizard stuff and he decided to so take he's doing the, the science experiment turn it into a giant lizard uh, and then she accidentally kills him by fighting him or does she kill him or does he just kind of die some rubble know. falls on what are the causes it's unintentional yeah. she's just trying to stop it she doesn't know it's peter however and then yeah uh, you're punching an iguana that's like 18 <laughs> feet tall jacob you're not like holding that punch back no, no, and assume that there's person, people in danger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then so she has... all, all comic accurate. This is Spider-Gwen's background. Spider-Gwen was, of course, introduced in an arc called the Spider-Verse, uh, which mm. has nothing to do with mm. any of the stuff that happens in any of these movies, I would like to point out. But uh, this is exactly true. Her Peter Parker was the lizard. She has this tragic background. He is the dead, quote-unquote, boyfriend, like she is the dead girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike... We were playing Fortnite with old, old uh, Spider Joe the other day. Yeah. I asked him point blank and said, do you think people um, think of Gwen Stacy as Peter Parker's dead girlfriend or as Spider-Woman nowadays? And he said what I, I agreed with asking the question, Spider-Woman. Yeah. yeah. Well, so she was introduced in like, what, 2006 in the comics? And then Miles was introduced in like 2011. I was doing a little research before this. I think that's right. Nice. Um, oh, maybe swapped. Yeah, I might. Have, I might have those years but swapped. Mid 2000s, yeah. yeah. Variants. Of and there's some of the most prevalent like new comic book characters that have been invented in like the last 20, 100 years. Yeah. Um, because they don't really make new comic book characters very often, right? Um, and they're so popular, especially with like Gen Z and people younger than us. So I'll say even further that she's becoming like the defining Spider Woman now over this original like girlfriend character. Miles Morales is becoming for Gen Z the definitive Spider Man over Peter Parker in terms of popularity. Yeah. So wow. I think obviously these movies are a big reason. And also the game that just came out, right? The 
Spider-Man Miles Morales game, um, he's kind of overtaking, I would say, Peter Parker in popularity, which is I, very yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think, um, you know, we saw the trailer for the Spider-Man 2 game for PS5 at the Sony showcase. And we see like Peter Parker getting the symbiote suit, but then he's becoming an asshole and Miles has got to try to rein him in. It's like almost like, yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of putting the spotlight more on Miles. And even watching this movie, you have, again, a return of our, our middle-aged Spider-Man. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's for that's for the boomers. That's for the millennials. Like like right. the older people, that's their version. And now there's a new Spider-Man supplanting oh, it. God. I mean, I think that's great, though. We have a new generation and we're all yeah. we can all be Spider-Man. And I think it's also great that, like, aside from Gwen, a lot of, you know, non-white Caucasian characters. This is led by a diverse cast and you relate yes. to everybody. It's like, wow, people are people. Look at that. Like, I have such an emotional connection to every character in this movie. And it's just it's just awesome to see this kind of torch passing and something that everybody can look up to because we're all Spider-Man. I don't know. I'm so here for it. That's um, right. Yes. Let's there's go, only one yeah. Spider-Man per universe. Never forget that. But there's infinite right. universes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anybody um, can be Spider-Man. Never yeah, forget that's that great. Role. And I think um, Miles is such an interesting character and different than Peter Parker in, in ways that are interesting. And Peter Parker's been done so many times by now that he's, you know, there's not that much left to do. Like, I don't know how soon we're getting another uh, MCU Peter Parker movie. But um, I just think there's a lot more to explore with Miles. And, and, yeah, and it's like a ghost who's cooler, Tom yeah, Holland, Spider-Man, or like Gwen Stacy or Miles. Like, I think they're both right. cooler than Tom Holland. I'm sorry to say it, but I think they're both yeah. cooler than him, you know? Yeah. Um, agreed. But yeah. Yeah, so we, I, boy, hey. yeah. Just 100% agree. That's all. <laughs> I'm just so in love with the, everybody in yeah. this universe. So much but, more. Yeah, that's all. It's, it's wild. <laughs> um, I do like the lines that she's talking about. All right. And he's all on his own and he's not the only one. Like these kind of messages of like, yeah, you're Ooh. Spider-Man. You always feel alone. There's a lot of these good lines. I have some of them written down because I was taking notes throughout the film because I, I adored it. Amazing. But we learn her background and then we say, let's do this one more time. And then we're brought up speed with Miles and like where he's at now and his current point a couple right. of well, years she- on. We should also mention about her that obviously her dad's the police captain and captain Stacey. blames her, but she sees her in the mask and blames her for the death of Peter Parker, but doesn't know it's his daughter. So that's a big, he's on the hunt. Yeah. There's a conflict and she can't tell him the truth. There's a lot of themes of like, I wish I could just tell everybody the truth. And that's a Spider-Man thing too. I have to hide my identity. It's this double life. I can't be who I am authentically all the time. You know, that, that's a big conflict in this uh, for a lot of characters. So that's a theme we're going to see going throughout. Yeah. Uh, and we see that with um, Miles, I guess, the transition because he's late for his school board hearing to see what his college plans are because he's doing Spider-Man stuff. He can't tell the truth. And that's kind of where we come into that storyline, Colin, if you want to expound on any of that. Yeah. Uh, just before that, we get the mile or miles. Uh, we get Gwen wrapping up her little thing of she goes on this adventure. Oh, yeah. She she meets someone from another world, an Italian Renaissance drawing vulture, brashes right. through to her universe. This causes uh, anomalies or excursiony things. We we remember from the first one, Peter B. Parker. You would touch him, he would glitch. Right? If you're somebody from the world, you're not supposed to be. It hurts you. It hurts everything around you. Um, right. a, a mysterious force enters. It's a Spider-Man and a Spider-Woman, unlike any we've ever seen before. They save the day and basically say, hey, kid, you in. She leaves uh, this sad life that she has with her father behind. And now we're up to up to meeting. And, and yeah, you're right. 
to underline that. Da Vinci that. Vulture. Yeah, da Vinci. Uh, very fun <laughs> cameo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What'd you think of that, Mike? That was great. Jacob and I were cracking up at that. I thought that was incredible. I never expected a Da Vinci Vulture. Like, hey, like come on. It's like, I'm a Da Vinci Vulture. And yeah, just this ana- the animation he has of space. it all, um, <laughs> yeah. just allows wow. him to do so many different things with the multiverse where every every multiverse just has this different art style. It's like so cool. Um, yeah. And it's I, so amazing. Yeah. And I guess to underline the conflict here is Gwen at the end of that battle, her dad, Captain Stacy shows up, you know, hands up and she tries to, re- she reveals like, Hey, it, it's me, your daughter. And oh, he still right. says you have the right to remain silent. And then that's when we get our, uh, 2099 Spider-Man, the leader of this task force of correcting the timelines, uh, Miguel O'Hara, right? That's right. That's uh, right. And he's Oscar Isaac. Okay. We love it. We love Oscar Isaac. He's great in this role. And he says, hey, you, I guess you can come with us and we're going to keep stopping in, ex, incursions. So she, her dad doesn't accept her. And she says, I'm, I got to leave, you know, and it's kind of a sad moment. She has no one. And so she joins this group that at least accepts her uh, as she is a spider woman. So, yeah, that's right. This group Heavy of spider stuff right people. Away. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think about Miguel O'Hara? Mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we, oh, I, yeah, I jumped yeah. too far ahead. That was introduced. my fault. No, no, no. Hit him, hit him. No, yeah, please. yeah. You guys have um, any experience with 2099 well, Spider-Man? You you love Moon Knight, so here's Spider-Knight. <laughs> obviously, obviously, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, I'm a big fan of Oscar Isaac, and I don't know much about uh, Spider-Man 2099 except from what I saw from the end of the last movie. And then I know he's described as like a, a cyberpunk vampire Spider-Man in the future, which I was intrigued by because they don't really explain the vampire part, but it's no. it's intriguing, you know, vampire Spider-Man, sure. Why Do you have not? any insights on this, Colin, at all? Miguel O'Hare is very interesting. First, I want to point out in the 90s, maybe like 91 or 92, when the 2099 timeline was introduced, you know, it's just gambles. Everybody's just making these predictions. His name is Miguel O'Hara. He is of Mexican and Irish ancestry. Sure. So there's a lot of like, you know, that cyberpunk fiction of like everybody was getting together. Melting <laughs> pot. Like, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Yep. Right. And right. Mike, I'm sure you've read a thousand short stories about that now. But yep. um, my name is Miguel he, O'Hara. It'd be really funny if he just only did various stereotypical things for each of his. Yeah, we uh, all are thankful <laughs> that he does not have any sort of accent. Right. Um, so Miguel O'Hara works for a uh, future technology company called Alchemex in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a scientist there, as Spider-Man are often smart, brilliant scientists. He does not have any sort of photography background. Mm-hmm. Instead, he was blackmailed by a coworker of his who injected him with a drug that was this thing that they would pass on the street and get people hooked on and to basically be like – you will work for Alchemex for the rest of your life. He, he was like a wage slave, basically. Oh, geez. Uh, and Miguel O'Hara to, it's very cyberpunk and dystopian. Uh, and Miguel O'Hara to fix this does not get bit by a spider. He instead decides to splice his DNA with a spider that they are working on at Alchemex, uh, hoping that that would cure him of the addiction. It doesn't. It gives him the fangs and the claws and makes him the like monster version. But the vampire addiction stuff is he still has to take the drug, even though it does no effect to him, to survive and keep living. So he has this like weird, tragic, crazy backstory, of course, and then is woken up to 
oh, corporations have been wrong. I need to solve the social justices of the world. I will go home and put on a Dia de los Huertos mask that I have lying around That's and basically cool. put on the coolest Spider-Man outfit of all time. So Sure. Yeah, I remember the cartoon from like the late 90s, maybe early 2000s. They did do a cartoon version and Venom and Carnage were in it because, of course, they were like weird. The symbiote's obviously future. But yeah, it was like Batman Beyond, but Spider-Man. Like that's kind of what it is. He's a little bit edgier. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, Now, why would a... So splicing spider DNA gave him vampire fangs and claws well the fangs are because spiders have fangs and i think the vampires yeah he needs to take a substance to stay alive like drinking blood yeah. i think the alchemex yeah. might be the vampire side yeah that's, like the, that's the joke to it should have been a bat person a vampire he has bat. To, specifically he says in the comic books a lot that he has to wear the outfit that he has because it's made of what's called unstable molecule which is a thing that mr fantastic made for his stretchy suit so of course i guess they'd have that in the future but it's the only thing he can wear because his hands are always claws and his feet are always talons. So it's like, Man, oh, no. He, he's like yeah. a 25% of the doppelganger version of Spider-Man. Yeah. Just yes. all wild. Yeah. But I, I, I like this character. They point out like, yeah, he's the serious Spider-Man. He doesn't make jokes. He's tasked himself with he's the one fixing the timelines. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So good. So um, good. Uh, very serious about it. Yeah. And then his, his webs are like light. Like lasers, lasers. Oh, what's, <laughs> or something. What do they call yeah, it in cool. Cyberpunk 2077? The you know the mono wire, oh, yeah, the oh, micro whip yes. or something. Mono yeah, wire. he's got like mono wire kind of looking web. It glows neon, and then we have his yeah. partner, the Spider Woman on the motorcycle, uh, styled after the original like 70s Spider Woman, kind of vaguely. Jessica Drew. Yeah. Jessica Drew, she is typically known as sort of the UK smashing secret agent Spider-Woman. Yes, Mike. She was the original uh, and kind of a send up to the man from uncle sort of like era of spy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, total reinvention here with Letitia Wright playing her, but absolutely fine. The one thing that, or no, I'm sorry, that is not her name. What is her name? Jacob? It's Ray. Issa, Issa Ray. Thank you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Letitia Wright from uh, Black Panther, of course. Yes. That is who's doing it now. Um, yeah, but they do carry over. A modern thing is that Jessica Drew will often fight crime while being pregnant. It was like one storyline, so mm-hmm. that they carry that joke through here. Uh, fair enough. I I'm guess. like, is this the greatest decision to make while pregnant? I don't know, but you're a superhero, <laughs> no. so you have different DNA than humans. Like, so trust you. He's also bad. Baby. Peter's swinging around a literal infant. Yeah. So it's yeah. a questionable parenting happening, but hey, you know, no one's perfect. Do what you gotta but, do when you're a spider person. Did I know? take her to a battle after yeah. I told you I wouldn't? No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, of course not, because I told you I wouldn't. Yeah. I told you I wouldn't. Um, yeah. So that's the but, first c- kind of set, and then Gwen joins them, yeah. and then we'll learn more about other characters as we go, right? But getting well, into this, right? Or, yeah, sorry. Go right ahead. I, that's I where was we go jump now. To something, but you're totally right. I was going to ask: do, you, do we know how long, how much of a time jump it is between the first movie and this movie? I don't know. Within like a couple of years, because uh, obviously it was five years in real life. And Miles goes through a growth spurt, which is often brought up, and people say it's been a while. So I, right. it could be one year. Is what I'm assuming. I think he was I'm like 15 or something in the first one. So now he's like. Maybe 17, 18. Um, and he's ripped and tall. And well, they said like, it's two great. years before he's going to graduate. So he's still a sophomore. I guess he's still. Yeah. Maybe he was like, I think he's he was pretty 16. young in the first one. Yeah. I had a growth yeah, spurt so- just one summer in high school. I was like five, six, and then six foot out of nowhere. So I don't know. God damn. Dude, it happens. Work. Uh, yeah, I, I really worked hard at it. I drank a lot of milk. But how, 
I was going to say, now, how much did you sleep and eat during that period? Because that is all you can do, basically, because your body's just like exploding. Yeah, you yeah. just feed just it Taco Bell. That's the secret. Yeah, <laughs> secret body by Taco Bell. But uh, it's about a year or so, let's say, between, and you know, he's struggling to balance the Spider-Man work-life balance as yeah. it is, as all Spider-Men it's do. A classic Spider-Man thing. You know, Spider-Man Two obviously did it as well as anybody, but um, he's pulled in all these directions. He's having to fight crime. He has to meet his teacher and his parents for this meeting or whatever. He's trying to do his school. He's trying to balance everything, right? That's and who does he encounter, funny. though? But his greatest Star Trek nemesis. <laughs> we'll see. That's right. But what we see is what seems to be a villain of the week. We're introduced to the spot who's keeping him from getting the to spot. his school. And this is going to be our, our kind of uh, through line villain for this uh, this franchise, I guess. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on the spot? I think it's Jason Schwartzman to tie in a little Wes Anderson. At, you know. That's right. That's um, right. Colin, spot, thoughts. He just wants an ATM. Uh, uh, very, <laughs> just let me rob you. Uh, yeah. Very under. my first one. I'm uncomfortable. An <laughs> underused um, a Spider-Man villain. Because again, fairly recent in the stream of, like Jacob said, it's so weird to make comic book characters. Recently, it has become a boon where you can kind of do them. But in the 90s, it was like, you'll get three for this decade and the spot right. was one of those guys who was a villain and i don't know if you guys remember he was in the animated show in the 90s that we all liked as a villain mm. sometimes oh was i don't remember those naked episodes. And his body was just like that <laughs> or did he, like suit? he had a suit he would put on i believe now what was your guy's reaction to him saying this is my body by the way <laughs> i was horrified well, <laughs> um but he has sort of he has an underrated power where he's just like a human portal, basically, where things yeah. Do you remember in yeah. Looney Tunes when Bugs Bunny would be able to bring the rabbit hole wherever he wanted and you would mm. be able to go through one side and come out anywhere? And of course, mm. that was made into a video game called Portal that sort of utilized yes. those physics, right? We see that in D&D in that great heist sequence with the mirror Absolutely. and the portal gun. Yes. And it reminded me too of, uh, there's a Jojo villain called Sticky Fingers who can unzip <laughs> dimensions, right? And it's actually a very high level threat. It is a high level power and also shout out to Void from Incredibles too. So we've seen this kind yeah. of thing done. Love a good portal. Oh, sure. Yeah, love a good portal power is all I'm saying, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to have good. like the portal be your body in this thing yeah out and dr strange having spider-man swing through portals to fight thanos and like punching th- oh, you yeah. know we've seen some interesting portal powers in the mcu but i like uh he seems like just kind of like a bumbling idiot and we learn you know they tell us later but just to condense it you know his origin he's the guy that gets hit by the bagel he has this whole like I created you, That's you right. created me thing. He was doing the project that brought the spider from another universe that bit Miles. He gets hit by the bagel. He's there when the thing explodes and he somehow gets combined with right. this molecular atomic stuff. And now he's got portals on his body. So and he's, he's upset. Yeah. And we learn, of course, that's a very important thing for Miles' story is that the spider that bit him was not from their universe. He was brought mm-hmm. to from a different universe. And that'll become very important Absolutely. Uh, later on, right? So and he blames Spider-Man and he keeps saying, I'm your greatest nemesis, Tom Hardy, Picard, you know, like, like you know, he's, right. he keeps saying it. We don't believe it, but he, he really wants to be the nemesis of uh, Miles. Miles won't allow it. 
No, he just thinks he's a villain of the week, as he says. So he's kind of the person that no one takes too seriously. But as we'll see by the end of the film, sometimes the person you don't take seriously is the one you should be paying the most attention to. So interesting stuff going on here. But a fun villain, Jason Schwartzman's doing great. It gives me Ben Schwartz Sonic vibes. Like I kept thinking it was him, but it was not. But anyway. Yeah, um, I could see that. More will happen with this as we go forward, however. Seems like. Seems like certainly mm-hmm. he's not done. Uh, again, interesting to get our reactions when we talk about the end, but it's like Spot just kind of disappears at this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we're introduced to what becomes our larger antagonist in that Miles uh, gets to interact with another dimension person. Gwen comes to visit him before introducing him to this larger spider universe. Yeah. And I guess yeah. the inciting incident of this is Spot, he falls into himself and kind of realizes he can go to other universes through his spots. So oh, just, yeah. he's Holy popping God. in and out of other universes. We get a couple peaks. We see like uh, the the main one is Lego. We see Lego yes. Spider-Man. And he's the one who actually calls into O'Hara. Hey, we have an incursion. And that's why Gwen's there actually chasing like, these keep an eye on spot yeah, yeah. mike right. in 2099 says thank you peter lego peter you're one, for of, one of our best, best agents <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you get lego jonah jameson get out of here i hate you you know and that. it's, it's written so by the guys who made the lego movie like it's so great it's, it's so, so great good. so charming yeah so I, I love that and then that's why gwen's there but she can't help but want to visit with her friend uh, uh miles and obviously you know? Miles, you know, once he finds out about this organization, really wants to join, but she's being kind of weird. Like, they're not explaining why Miles can't be a part of this whole situation, right? Which is, will go on to be a big thing. Now, yeah. this this really does come into, because we've already kind of talked about what the real basis is. But when I said earlier, uh, I kind of think I know what the plot of this is. I'm not very excited. You got these trailers where Oscar Isaacs is like, not him. He can never join. Uh, and I really... I really thought it was going to be this tied to the spot mutual creation thing of like, no, 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 uh, you know, you can't be in because you made the spot or whatever. But instead to make it this sort of vendetta of you are an aberration to what is Spider-Man. You existing is a curse to us, Spider-Man. How dare you have done it because it means that some world isn't safe out there. And the fact that you're this thing is disgusting to me. It's like, yeah. oh my God, this is yeah. like, well, very interesting, actually. Yes. And obviously, so Spider-Man 2099, he has this whole backstory where he had a daughter. Uh, he pulls a Scarlet Witch. He didn't have yeah. a daughter. Well, he didn't. did he have an original daughter that died and then he went he did not he is just some dude who was able to see through the multiverse after uh this this rift or this ability was created in in uh miles's original universe by this adron collider explosion that the kingpin Mm -hmm. does in the first film uh and it led to miguel observing a version of him who had a happy life seeing that that version of him dies and thinking you know what you know what the best course of action would be to do? I'll just walk right out the second that happens and say, hey, I'm that guy, by the way. <laughs> it's, a like, Rick and Mort- it's a Rick and Morty, if anything. Yes, Rick and Morty kind of makes fun of this concept because they just keep yeah. going to new worlds when they're, they irreversibly like damage their, their last universe. They're like, well, I guess we have to find a new universe. And our prime right. Rick and Morty that we follow through most of that show, they are replacing the dead versions of themselves. Yes. Like We forget 
very often that Morty's body is in the backyard and he can see it from his bedroom window every day. Yeah. So very dark stuff. Right. But it, it doesn't work out for him, you know. Um, so he, yeah, he does the the Scarlet Witch. He tries to just have his family from somebody else. It's very wild. That's right. But but trying to do that upsets the natural order. So that whole universe gets destroyed. Is what how he explains it. Uh, so he has a very strong uh, motivation for not letting Miles be a part of this because Miles was the aberration that started everything and shouldn't even exist as Spider Man because he was bit by. A spider from another universe that should have bit someone else in that universe uh so he's messed up everything and also his dad hasn't died so right you know, what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah yeah so he has uh, a lot of uh he's very motivated to make sure the universe stays as it is we th- need to maintain the status quo the as it were the yeah. spider-verse status quo must be maintained and if i can just go in a slightly different direction real quick because you know it's june it's obviously Pride Month, and I noticed in the very beginning of the film, and you know, we see Gwen's bedroom, and she has a That's right. protect trans kids thing on her yes. wall, and we are for that. To all of our trans brothers, sisters, and other, we fucking oh, love yeah. you, right? And when Miguel O'Hara is yelling in the film, like, you're an abomination, you shouldn't fucking exist, I'm like, oh you're my god, right. this is so yes. fucking on, yes. nail on the head, and yes. t- at the end of it, basically, Absolutely. we're all Spider-Man, we're all valid, that's and fucking beautiful. You and guys brought it up, obviously Miguel is a person of color, but the way that he is presented, you know, let's not even say skin tone or whatever, but yelling at a group of uh, different ethnicity people and saying you should not exist. Yes, it's incredibly powerful, Mike. There's a lot of ways it could be interpreted. Like, like yes. as the exponent, just a gay allegory. Is it could be a bunch of allegories, yes. right? Like, so there's a bunch of ways to interpret well, this. But it's anybody that's ostracized. Like, why do you exist, yes. right? That's the broader context of a Spider-Man. Beautiful, absolutely, beautiful, absolutely. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and Mike, I noticed that too. That uh, trans sign, and also, yep. um, I was wondering, did you? So I've read a little bit online about some people think that there's like some trans coding with the Gwen Stacy character. Hmm. Uh, just because, um, you know, a lot of times her the way she's lit or the way her hair is colored, it's like the trans flag colors. There's a know, lot of blue and purple. Blue, happening, pink, maybe? And, uh, and white. Yeah, her her whole outfit is that. For her sure. whole universe is kind of in those. Yeah. Pastels, and her right? whole yeah. story with her dad not accepting who she is and all that stuff. So people say like, oh, there's a lot of like trans coding there. I don't know if how much that is intentional from the filmmakers uh-huh. because, um, you know, obviously she, they don't make her trans explicitly in the movie. But uh, it I is think interesting that, to think about. Yeah, I think a huge theme of this movie, because we do have a scene, too, with with Miles and his mother, where she's like, look, we just raised you and wanted to let you know that you're loved and accepted exactly as you are. And when you go out in the world and if people don't fucking feel that way, just know that, like, you're still loved. Right. I yeah. think that's the biggest yeah, thing. Whoever you are, however you are. Like- yeah. Yeah, her relationship with her dad, where her dad is like trying to figure out how to be supportive of her and who, you know, her real identity and who she chooses to be as Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that really hits home for sure. That's I have amazing. two quotes from this film that I really want to do, and it has to do with Gwen's story. One of them is there's no playbook for being someone like you her dad says when he finally says mm-hmm. hey go do your thing i think that's beautiful mm-hmm. and then when she's talking to miles parents when you know we'll get there but she says you know i have to live my whole life only being able to be half of who i am right and it's like damn right. like, my god that stuff oh lands god. so hard and it can cover a lot of things neurodivergent you know lgbtq whatever just feeling different feeling different and not accepted and that's why i think this film's so powerful because I want everyone to be loved as they are, right? I'm a, I'm a humanist. And to see these themes being hit, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I love it. I know. I'm just it's a bleeding great. heart. This, I, this, this just hits home for me, man. It's like everybody, I, we love you I all. I feel you, man. Yeah. It's a fucking beautiful movie. It's a banger, man. So yeah, that's what people are dealing with. No one feels like they're accepted. The Spider Man, they're torn and all these like spread over too much toast, spread in all these directions, you know. And it's like, how do I just be me? You know, even Miles is worn out. He's he's just trying to. And Miles' whole thing, everyone's telling he has that quote, right? Everyone's telling me how I should live my life. Nah, I'm gonna do me. You know, I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah. Um, and that's like his whole theme of this movie, basically. And, and like, we'll have to see where, where, where that be. goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we do realize it's his kind of fault, you know, that the spot was one created, uh, two, that the multiverse incursions were created because of the, the whole thing with, um, uh, oh, geez, oh, geez, Wilson Fisk, <laughs> Kingpin. Um, yes. So yeah. it's kind of his fault. That's why they don't want him in the club. And then Gwen eventually finds spot, you know, and then he goes through the portal when he's not supposed to and kind of gets brought into this thing. Uh, the last thing I want to highlight before we go to him meeting the whole spider universe team is yeah. there's that beautiful scene when they're sitting upside down on the building uh. and the cinematography is they are right side up and she leans against them. They don't do the, will they won't they, they don't commit, but she leans up against right. them. They're right side up and the world is upside down, uh, implying that when they're together, their world is correct. Even when everything else is incorrect. And I just think if that's I so was beautiful. In- I if that, I was yeah. in high school, I would make this my and my girlfriend's favorite movie. Like the chemistry these two people have, especially in this opening part before they skip dimensions here, Mike, yeah. is off the charts. It, I know incredible. they already have like people already are huge fans of these characters online and have produced so much like art and stuff of like these characters. So I think that's great. And I love the moment when she walks, uh, you know, Underside upside ways. down basically it's so well done in like the the buildings yeah. in the background and yeah. uh yeah and then he like drops down and says maybe some things are only for us you know only for us spider people right yeah some things really maybe beautiful. everybody can't understand there's there's a lot yeah. of really beautiful stuff happening with this writing that as you feel like has no business being in a comic book cash grab sequel but it's like it's, yeah. it's very dense and yes. i give the creators a lot of credit oh here, here's what I wanted to point out real quick. When she comes through and says, hey, Miles, that whole thing, and he's in his bed listening to the thing. Now, Mike, I was discussing this with Jacob. Hmm. That is the end tag or maybe even the post cred scene, I can't remember, of yeah. the first film. Did, did you recall that? That's right. Got a minute. Yeah, that is the, the tag. So kind of sets up that, yes, maybe it has been a minute or, you know, it's that's a kind of a, a future jump ahead. Now, Mike, something we didn't answer up top. Were you able to rewatch the first movie before you watched this? It's not about being able to. I just did not. <laughs> but but I, I felt like I had enough of a memory of it, you know, because I, I liked it a lot and I'd seen it multiple times, you know, before this. But I didn't rewatch it immediately. But maybe that would have been additive. I, did you guys rewatch? I think it is able to. I was talking to Jake about this. It's nowhere to be fucking found on streaming. Really? Yeah, it's not available on streaming. You can only rent it, but you can't see it for free or on one of the paid but apps. I, tr- That's Sony I for you. <laughs> walked around Best Buy and Target this weekend as well, knowing we had this episode coming up where I'm like, I'm going to fucking finally buy that movie. Nowhere. It's not mm. like they've re-released it, reissued or anything. Fucking nowhere. Yeah. Sony. Um, I thought <laughs> that would be on like you know, Paramount Plus or something. It would be on it. Netflix because Sony's distribution is, oh, well, it's the Disney deal. Eventually. It gets complicated. Yes. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and the well, rights on a Spider-Man one, share between... You know, MCU and, and them and everything. Jeez. But I don't get it. Um, that's a bummer. It. I hate yeah. it. 
Yeah. Let's well, jump. Let's let's meet let's go into the, the other versions. Let's go across the Spider-Verse. Yes. We're back. We're about to crossover into the Spider-Verse because we're talking Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And boy, like our heroes here, we are ready to dive into a world that is larger than our own. Mm-hmm. Tons of spider cameos, guys. Uh, wow. So we're introduced right. to, dang it, Miles, you shouldn't be here. But since you're here, let's introduce you to everybody and get this thing going. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. First of all, oh, we didn't yeah. even mention the first world he goes to is india world i guess oh we get a whole uh, adventure there i guess that's, that's right yeah indian spider-man spider-man india i guess is what he's called you can tell uh, it's been a week since we've seen this where it's rough yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's batter, not the easiest name to remember for name? me i'll admit avatar that. yes avatar i don't want to butcher his name um they, yeah they did a little thing before introducing like different spider people that might show up in this movie with like little bios at the alamo so they talked kind of about the origins of this character oh, and, and stuff like that and he cool. gets his powers from like you know an indian god instead and in this universe and and there's like an alternate version of doc ock that's like a, a god with multiple arms like so there's a, there's a whole thing you know where oh, we're taking like a lot that, from yeah. indian culture to create this this he version of spider-man in- New Mumbata instead of New York, I guess. Or Mumbatten, like Mumbai, yeah. Manhattan. Mumbai, yeah. Manhattan, yeah. yeah. Right, that's right. Okay, that's great. Um, yeah, uh, this is great because he's like, Spider-Man, it's so easy for me. I, I go to school, I get good grades. I'm, I'm a handsome. great Spider-Man. I got a great girlfriend. I don't really need to work out because I don't want to get too bulky. Like, everything is great. I'm like the best Spider-Man. Got a but lot he hasn't of had his canon event yet. It's what we find out later. That's yes. right. And that becomes yeah. a big Brutal. thing because, of course... Uh, there's there's some action happening. Miles saves someone that maybe he wasn't supposed to save in that universe, thereby further upsetting the canon. Uh, but then, of course, they all go to the Spider-Man headquarters, I guess. The Spider-Court headquarters. What do we uh, call it? The, the Spider-Cave. The spider is the implication yeah. that it's that literally Miguel is just keeping them in his dimension? This is them just jumping to 2099, I guess. I think that's the case when we see a chase scene later when they exit the building. They're just in the yeah. one building in his They're universe. They're on the yeah. surface of the earth, but then, yes, they go down to what seems like the true core, which is the cyberpunk, cyberpunk you know, sub, t- yeah. subterranean dwellers. And then we get a, a train to the moon, but we'll talk about that. And everybody has to have uh, a special bracelet that we know Gwen has because yes. if you're from another universe like jacob said so everybody's been brought here and they're just kind of chilling out um when has lied at this point mm-hmm. well she has said it's a small elite task force of very specially trained and selected spider-man that's right we go to this world we truly realize if you are any spider-man you are allowed to come to the sub world it's like a scene out of fucking wreck it ralph right where all the video games are like at the internet mm-hmm. port or whatever that thing is and all like yeah. waving at each other which is paid like off the, the rick and morty you know the council of ricks and all that yeah right um, and then we have one miles who because uh miguel thinks he's an abomination because he got bit by a spider that was already from another universe he's the only one not allowed in this club you know we figured that out later but it's like yeah everybody and anybody's allowed and it's shit like, yeah uh and yeah She's you get a to bunch of cameos here which is really cool you see the uh video game peter parker and the insomniac games 
version mm-hmm. of him. You see a bunch of uh, anomalies, of course, that they have in these containment uh, A very boring rhino. It's yes. just a rhinoceros. Yeah. It's just a rhino. Now, now yeah. Mike, we get a cameo here that uh, was one of the two moments where my jaw dropped and I grabbed yes. Jacob's arm and said, no way. Yes. What did you think of the reveal of Donald Glover here as the Prowler? Yeah, was not expecting the that MCU. at all. Wasn't expecting any of MCU stuff. There's probably three moments that I jaw dropped with the live action crossover. That was definitely one of them. Uh, and yes. we'll maybe touch on the others. Yeah, I, I love to see Normies. it. Uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming, Donald Glover appeared as the Prowler in that universe, the MC universe. Uh, and he mentions his his cousin or his, uh, sorry, his nephew. He says, I'm mm-hmm. just like trying to make sure my nephew, you know, has a safe place to like grow up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's Aaron, little Uncle Aaron. We never yes, see Miles in that universe. But, but guys, I will take us. We will travel back further in time. Hold on, hold on to your butts here. We're scooting over. The That's year right. is a zillion years ago. It's just after the Andrew Garfield films. We have no idea what's going to happen with the next Spider-Man. We certainly don't know it's going to be part of the MCU. Somebody tweets out. When uh, a bunch of people online are discussing who should play the next Spider-Man, mm-hmm. someone tweets out, Donald Glover should play Spider-Man. Yes, that's true. Donald Glover has done maybe two episodes or something of 30 Rock, where he was a writer at that point, and he has starred in one season of Community by that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He hits the retreat, other than, of course, doing Derek comedy. Yeah, if you're a comedy head, what up, what up, you know. Yeah. Uh, he Deep retweets time. this and says... I would love to be Spider-Man. That's a great idea. And then if you've ever seen his stand-up special where he discusses this, he then says, and then the world went crazy. (laughs) Everybody lost their mind. It became racist and said, how dare you for even implying you could be Spider-Man? Now, did he say he could? No. He retweeted a tweet saying, I would like to be Spider-Man. A fan casting, a very popular fan casting. Yes. I'll go to the next Spider-Man. Now, Brian K. No, not Brian K. Vaughn. Jesus Christ, I'm losing my mind. Um, (laughs) Brian Michael Bendis, an incredibly famous comic book writer who had done a ton of X-Men and stuff, was next at bat. Created Miles Morales, right? Gets to start writing Mm Spider-Man comic books. And he catches wind of that fan casting and looks up this young man and goes, this guy's great. He should play Spider-Man. I'm going to make a new Spider-Man in my comic book. I'm going to call him the ultimate Spider-Man. And guess what? I'm going to make him look like Donald Glover. Donald Glover, in response to that, who loves the character, starts wearing Spider-Man pajamas every time he can on Community. Season three and four, you see him wear those a lot. Mm -hmm. And the point is, Miles Morales would not exist if some racist didn't yell at and some great fans suggest donald glover as spider-man and here we are after the mcu cemented him as sort of the uncle in a roundabout way but not really doing it yeah we get a literal face-to-face of a live action version of that man meeting the cartoon slash comic book character he inspired a literal animated version of him talking to him that's That's insane that is wild in context that is wild um yeah obviously him being in the mcu was a nod to that fan casting uh so probably one of the most you know consequential fan castings of all time that never actually happened but it led to but but that story it is the james gunn 
ends up running DC version yeah. of getting fired where it's like, what was the series of events that you were yeah. the live action prowler right. in across the spiders? He's like, hold on, let me tell you. Yeah. First, I just played Aaron vaguely the prowler, normal yeah. street clothes. And then, yeah, yeah what a nephew. And that's awesome. If they, if they were making a live action Miles Morales movie, which they are, uh, because we, I read that, that is something that's going to be surprise, surprise. But the characters are extremely making, popular. But who yeah. does that? Who does that mean, Jacob? Well, who if they're making it ten that? years ago or fifteen years ago. It would have been Donald, right? But obviously, he's yeah, oh, 100%. too old for that part now. Um, so he know. did kind of again. He's the legacy of Miles goes through him in the same way that Uncle Aaron. You know, it's it's amazing to see them, like Colin said, face to face on screen. Uh, but 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 yeah. To to my question to you guys, who mm-hmm. who makes this? Is this Sony? Sony, yeah. But this is them with their MCU agreement. He would cross over, or is this them being like, oh no, I think- hey, I've heard Mike and Jacob pitch Andrew Andrew Garfield <laughs> fight Tom Hardy's Venom. No, yep. no, no, it's gonna be Miles Morales. <laughs> well, obviously, they should do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say yeah, they're they're gonna make it independently, but. I don't know how much it'll reference like these other movies that Sony has made that have been basically Spider-Man villain movies that nobody likes. Right. Uh, Craven coming soon. Yes. Craven coming up. Uh, The Venom movies were popular. uh, We get a Morbius joke in this film. Uh, uh, Do you guys remember when when they describe Oscar Isaacs, they say good guy vampire. Can you imagine a good guy who's a vampire? That's right. And I was thinking yep. about um it's yeah, it does sound a lot like uh our boy, right? So Morby. Um Morby. <laughs> yeah, um, Morbius. Well, this is an interesting thing too, because there's a couple other live action things. We do get a little pop in with Spot in the Venom universe. He goes to the corner store that Eddie's near. Yeah, so hated, like, it. hated it. I hated it. And it looked like it the... was out of focus, but anyway. <laughs> I didn't understand the that moment was weird. of it. That was the only like live action stuff that I didn't like because I like the Donald Glover and then the also yes. brief glimpses you get of Toby and Andrew, our guys. Uh, yeah. When they're showing the shared trauma of all Spider yeah, people. They're there. Canon events, right? You Everyone lose, lose someone. someone close to them, usually a mentor or a parent, a parental figure. Uh, and which Miles, he did lose his uncle, so that should count. I don't know why he also has to lose his dad, I guess. But Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, Miguel is a little hard line. Which is very interesting. He loses his dad while his uncle survives. Well, that's oh, interesting. Uh, and we'll get to that because that's we'll foreshadowing to, that. to uh, something else. That's right. right. That's right. That's um, right. But so, yeah, we, 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 he, we're, we, Miles learns through Miguel, like, look, dude, you're not supposed to f- be here. But since you're here, here's the deal. All these incursion events, like uh, we have to have the the canon events happen. You messed up the canon event in Spider-Man India, and now his whole universe is imploding. We're going to try to fix it, but this is what you did. This is your fault, so you're not allowed to go on the mission. He tries to trap him and and exclude him, and then this is where kind of the spider team starts splitting. Like, hey, this is what we talked about, and we start to see, like, hey, uh, you know... Some people are having compassion for Miles. Other people are siding with Miguel. And and this is kind of building to our third act. Oh, you know what? Yeah, good. Well, I was going to say we introduced in Mumbai and the reactor, Mm. a special hero comes to save (gasps) them who's been mentioned several times as, well, 
you know, Hobie likes this, this Hobie likes that. You'll love yeah. Hobie. Well, you know, Hobie let me borrow his. Well, the thing about Hobie is, not, what about this Hobie guy? Guys, we're introduced to Hobie Brown, fucking Spider Punk. Yes. Spider Punk. Yeah. It's a, this is the Spider Punk corner now. Yes. Wow. From here on wow. out, like Obviously, Spider, he is taking our part. lives. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. he is. I believe Jacob alluded to it. I will confirm here my favorite character in the movie, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, mm-hmm. portraying spider punk yeah and i looked into his backstory a little bit he lives in a world where there it is like a fascist dictatorship that rules the world so he's like fighting the fascists and also Mm -hmm. being like a spider hero which is pretty cool yeah and a punk rocker right he's fucking awesome i meant to put on my denim vest for this episode i totally (laughs) forgot and i'm very upset that i forgot no i love this style of his when he appears, yeah. it's like that punk art style where it's like collage, like letter, like the Clash stuff. cut out of magazines almost. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Extremely, so, extremely cool. So I just want to say back to Jacob, because what you said about the Zelda thing is so perfect and so smart and so interesting. But when you have that thing where it's like, this was the first thing. Guess what? For the second one, it's not so much that we perfected. It's like, but we built on top of this first thing and we've done it so well. You just can't even imagine where you're like, oh, wow, that is incredible. The language you would have needed to have to describe to everyone for that first film of Penny Parker is going to come down. She's an anime. So she is going to look different than Spider-Man Noir, who is a. (laughs) Thirties cartoon. Do you understand right. this? And an executive has to be like, "Yeah, I do." Okay, blank check. You get to do whatever you want for the sequel. And Jacob, I don't think the language exists to describe the collaging slash like, like you guys said, the magazine tearing, Extra the schools. punk rock aesthetic. Yes, constantly yeah. changing color. Here. It's something you have to just have like total faith to be like. Trust me, I will pull this off. And what they create is one of the most interesting things I've ever seen in my fucking life. Yeah, and this movie mm-hmm. only could have been made as an animated movie. Like, you could not make this premise in live action or it wouldn't be as good. Uh, and I think this is one of, to not be too hi- hyperbolic about it, but I think this is one of the greatest animated movies of all time. Mm-hmm. It's like so impressive the way they animated this movie. Um, I think it's going to be a hugely influential just in in the medium of animation. Just going, it has been. Bar. Yeah, Ninja it, Turtles the, the is borrowing from the changed first. everything. It yeah. puss in boots. I mean, um, yeah. fifty other animated things that have come and gone now that are like, oh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, where people go like, oh, multi layering different animation styles on top of each other makes a new animation style. Let's explore that. But again. Mm-hmm. When you think of like, like, like Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, where they were like, well, here's how different things are. This Benedict Cumberbatch has a ponytail. This one, did you notice his shirt is green? Where you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, you fucking losers. To instead have something where people are like, no, 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 you don't understand. Everything has to be different, not even just the way that they look, but like, a, like, I'm not even just talking aesthetics, but just like the idea of them, how we approach them has to be different. 
like the yeah. materials of which they're consisting of, right? And it's fascinating. It must be pretty embarrassing for Marvel to be like, damn, you know what? You know, Sony's low key doing a better expression we of a multiverse it. than we are. We suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, even the low key ones are not that creative. The yes, crocodile's the most creative to. one. Oh my right, god! Right. Yes, yes. It's the closest it's we get. But we have like ten of those or more here. Yes. Yeah. But if the, one the was a cartoon animation. crocodile, it would break the universe. Is the mm-hmm. issue for them? Right. That's what they feel like, and they don't have the right. trust in the audience. And they're putting live action stuff in here. It's like so. Yes. Wow, look at you. It's like a collage of a movie where it's like all these different styles. And um, animation just has such a a wide, you know, array of ways that it can be more creative in a lot of ways than than live action, where it's just like has like super interesting coloring in the background and like bold lighting and stuff that just would look super weird or super stylized in live action. But for animation in this movie is is obviously very stylized, but it works just because you're just used to, you know, these movies now. So it's like, yes man and the way they switch that up for like emotional effect like when gwen's father finally accepts like you know you do what you got to do i'm done being a cop because i'm not going to hunt you down i love you as my daughter and she pulls him in with the web and gives him a hug and it's bright white background silly it's like this emotional moment like they use it to heighten the story beats too and even the action you know it's on twos and then when they're fluid and swinging it's 30 frames a second it's like they're using every part of animation to elevate the story and it should get nominated for like best art direction of any oh, movie, it, it, any but movie. here's the issue when like animators get mad and they're like no don't call the category best animated film because animated films not a genre, are a medium, a medium. Yeah. it's animated Which films true, can be westerns but... anime can be here's the yeah. thing jacob this film is an animated film because it is about the process of animation so it is yeah. different it it's unique in a way that could never exist in a live no. action it could only be an animated movie. Yes. I think that's okay for a a category because it's not about because most animated movies will never be nominated for best picture, right? There's only been I think three no. animated movies that have been nominated for best picture: mm-hmm. Snow White, Toy Story three, I think, and and something else. But um, Frozen uh, two, maybe, yeah, hmm. yeah. And I think this. Could, I mean, you could argue this movie should be nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what else you know, best comes editing, out this year, best but, art uh, direction. I mean, yeah, best it's just like sound. costume design. It has like seven thousand costumes that were designed. I guess, and it really puts you know, it puts the MCU to shame. It puts like Pixar to shame. What they've been doing recently, like, and it puts oh, Sony it, itself it, it, to shame. Oh, <laughs> yeah. but to get the trailer for Elements before this thing or whatever, Mike. Well, we didn't <laughs> right. get trailers, obviously, but I, I just can't elements. even imagine what mindset you're in where you're like, "This fucking bullshit." <laughs> elements looks like the worst thing. Like the yeah, it looks like a parody of a Pixar. Movie, it does. Right? It one hundred percent does. Like, that's your point. idea. You're doing like racism but like different elements. fire and water like, don't mix it's like geez yeah yeah this is like pixar's thing. living in the past sony's out here innovating and like changing the entire game like in the animation space yeah and it's just like insane that that's happening. It's the only place where they're killing it yeah and, yeah. and to bring spider punk like, back to it all you know he's he's the one who's asking too. miles too yeah. like and again yeah, the games right they're doing great there yeah you know, he's the one who asked Miles, why do you why do you want to join us? You gotta think about that. Like, what's the point of this? But then I also like he's very like, I'm in, I'm out, I'm nothing. He's like very chaotic neutral, and like that's that's yeah. uh well it's an incredible helps. at one point he's just like I quit. Like I'm I'm done now. Yeah. So he helps uh Miles when Miles is trapped by 
Miguel O'Hara, um, all the other spider people are like, you know, trying to stop him. Hobie's like telling him because remember he said the thing about his palms, like use your palms because he tries to use his venom to take the barrier down. Where Miles takes it as an affront of this guy's trying to show off and be better than me. What we don't realize is from the moment he's introduced, he is trying to help and be a teacher. He repeats this great line of he quickly says when everyone else is screaming, you have to trust us. Peter B. B. Parker is saying you have to understand this is the reason this is happening. Gwen as well. He says, not your fingertips, palms, reiterates the trick that he used before to disrupt the field. It is. And then the right. And then quits. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, Miles escapes. Anarchy is after him. He's like, by the way, I quit. By the way, back to this universe. <laughs> yeah, and which everybody is everybody else chases and runs away except for one Spider Woman. Everyone else in the entire universe is against Miles. Yeah. It is thrilling. The scale yeah. of this next sequence is astounding. Yeah. And we should mention that I don't think we've said, but basically the idea is that um, Miles's dad is going to, as the police captain who's just getting promoted to captain, uh, is going to die. And Miles needs to let that happen or else the universe will be destroyed is what mm-hmm. Miguel thinks. Uh, yeah. We don't know that for sure, but that's why he's doing all this. So he's saying, I need to trap you so you can't stop your dad from dying. And then Miles, the ultimate, doing the ultimate Spider-Man thing, saying, no, I'm not giving up on my, my loved one. Just because you tell me that's the way it has to be, you can't know that for sure. Like, I'm going to do everything I can to you know, protect you know, my loved one. That's that's a classic, you know, that's what Spider-Man's all about. He would never go along with this plan, right? And I love that yes. Spider-Punk is the one in there who's like, just looking around, says, you know what? I think I'm calling bullshit on this. And he gives Miguel his freedoms, like, yeah. fuck him up, buddy. Like, that's so cool, dude. He's, and he's then fighting he's like, authorities, like, I don't like, these guys seem kind of fascist. Yeah. Fuck yeah. this, you know? But I like yeah. to, it's like, how are you even cooler without your mask? And he's like, I was always cool. Like, he's trying to teach him, like, you're you're exactly. believe in yourself believe in yourself yes. miles i believe in my you see me i i just believe in myself like do that i want to give yeah. up my identity you fool yeah. um to to jacob's point i just want to say i my prediction for the third act ending for the third film is a defeated miguel acknowledging and saying you are the ultimate Spider-Man and we will get the name drop of the series that he comes from and the acknowledgement that because he did not give up, he is truly the best of them. Wow. That's incredible. I love that. He's Colin. the rickest Rick. Take it that's, to Vegas. That's exactly right, baby. Put a hundred wow. bucks on it right now. If you want to get rich. Um, and it is cool. Like from a cyberpunk standpoint, that Miguel O'Hara fights the establishment and then becomes the establishment. You know, it's like, Hey, Hey man, careful. Yeah. So, but he's oh, but like yeah. a lot of like uh, sort of totalitarian leaders and people like that. When they come into power, they have good intentions. And I'm I'm the only one who knows how we need to, you know, move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, absolute power. There's with great power this. comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. Wow. Who said that? Who said that? Uh, some guy named uh, Ben, I think. Uncle Bron. <laughs> yeah. 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 But um, yeah, that, that that's perfect. Yeah. Man. Yeah, he's he's wants to uphold the status quo. We don't want things to be different. We want it, the Spider-Man story has to be the same way. It's almost that energy, right? Like all Spider-Man must fit this template. And then Miles is yeah. saying, "No, it doesn't." Nah. 
Yeah. I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. So this oh, remarkable big chase, chase happens. Yeah. All of our big supporting characters T-Rex, have to Spider-Man. make a choice on where they stand. We get incredible cameos like T-Rex, Spider-Man, Popsicle, Spider-Man. Uh, Peter Parked Car. Yeah, I love Peter Parked Car. car. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the best oh, ones. What a name. Uh, yeah. Mike, what did you think of Andy Samberg as Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, the 90s oh. ultimate Spider-Man? I love how extra he is. I'm aware of the Scarlet Spider and his look. I've never read his comics, so I don't know if it was an accurate depiction of him, but he was entertaining in the sure. context of the film. Yeah. Extreme. He was, like, he was very Green. edgy in the 90s. Like, yeah. I think he had a lot of the same fan base that Venom had. He I'm should a be clone. Yeah, Venom universe. Oh, right? 100% <laughs> he should be, dog. Yeah, the he most brooding. universe of Spider-Man. And it should yes. be a clone of Andrew Garfield with blonde hair. Make oh it gosh. happen. And they just dye his hair black. Sony, we're it. giving these fucking gems. Right now. It's so it's easy. golden. <laughs> you can get the animated right. Just steal our ideas for the live action. Yes. <laughs> it's so that's easy it. Spider-Man you can even have Venom insane. defeat Andrew Garfield, and then they have a clone in backup. But anyway, dun 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 dun. Um, the clone saga was hated. We should we should point out by the way. And that's Miles funny. was hated when he was introduced. Can I point out also? Uh, we were making fun of Ghost Spider earlier being Gwen Stacy's code name in the comics. It's obviously not now. They have leaned back into Spider Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Miles went by Kid Arachnid. <laughs> oh, no. No, we don't Spider-Man. like that. He's just Spider-Man. Right. He's <laughs> Spider-Man. With Gwen, they, I mean, sometimes she's called Spider-Gwen, but then in this movie, they yeah. just call her Spider-Woman, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm a I'm a Spider-Gwen fan because, of course, it's just Spider-Man to me is, you know, you guys said it earlier. I, you really made me realize that he's old and has a kid and that I'm about to turn 34 and that, like, the guy who looks like me who played Spider-Man is, like, washed up and nobody needs yeah. him anymore. <laughs> that's essentially how he is what, in this movie. Uh, and that's how our age, just... that's the message for us, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's something you need to move aside and so, the young people. So what do you guys think about it? I was a little sad that we didn't get more uh, Jake Johnson. I thought he was such a standout as Peter B. Parker in the first film. He gets some yeah. strong scenes here, like some good yeah. emotional stuff with Miles. Maybe the right amount. Yeah, I think in the next film he'll have more to do. Yeah, he'll definitely be in the next film more. I think, and with this film uh, introducing so many new characters, he kind of had to take a back a back seat to some of the newer characters. But I think he fulfills his role here, and also his character went through such a great arc in the first movie, where he's now become, you know, this family man and stuff. Um, so he I, said, like, I wouldn't know. have had this kid if it wasn't for you, Miles. Yeah. I would not be a father if not for you, Miles. You've improved my life just by you being a part of it, right? Like that stuff is so great. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's conflicted about what Miguel O'Hara is doing. Gwen's mm-hmm. conflicted. And ultimately they come out to on the side of on Miles' him. side and they're like, yeah. Um, well, let's let's go to the the big the big end because he's running from everybody. We learn it's a part of his keikaku that he wants to lead them away to get to the little portal machine that's introduced, like saying this is how we send people back to their universe. So he's like, I'll lead everybody away, turn invisible, and get that machine to send me home, right? To save my my father. That's his plan. That's right. Uh, one last big um, great story, sort of uh, subtle note. I would like to point out. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier in the Rachel Dratch um, guidance counselor scene when they're talking about Miles' future and you get the feeling of like, oh, he's doing very good in physics. His life's leaning that way. 
He's doing better in art. We know his heart and his passion and the stuff from his uncle and like the murals he does. Seems like he could be an artist. What he tells her is, I will be going to this other college to study other dimensions. What we know is he wants to go to other dimensions to see his Peter and his Gwen, the two people he loves the most. Mm -hmm. And what he learns in this scene when he is put away is that they have always had the means and opportunity to come to other dimensions and visit him. And they have chosen not to do that, something he was going to devote the rest of his life to. Damn, yeah, yeah. that is I mean, that is so hurtful. Mm-hmm. But they believe that it's the right thing to do, even though they are conflicted about it, but obviously they wanted to see him. Right. Yeah, but that's true for him from his perspective, man. How how painful to find out, you know. You could when... at any second. You could at any second, and instead you had a kid and you disappeared from your father and your dimension for a year doing yeah. interdimensional vigilante work for what reason? Yeah. And we see yeah. even in um, No Way Home, we see how important it is when the Spider Men can connect and be like, "Wow." someone who understands what I'm going through and to be to not have that in his life. It's really hard for miles. Like you said, he's dedicating his whole future on getting that back to just have someone who understands him back in his life. And that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And Um, Miguel obviously believes you shouldn't mess with the timelines at all. Like everyone should just be living in their universe and not messing with it. But then he, the girl that he obviously is in love with is from a different dimension, from a different universe. So, in order to have any kind of future with her, like he would have to break those rules. So, do you guys mm-hmm. think you would be invited to a team of other versions of you? <laughs> probably not. They would probably like make me the janitor or something <laughs> I, at the headquarters. I would have to assume I would work for them. I agree yeah. with you. They would be like, "We plucked you for a very <laughs> special mission. Somebody's got to clean these bathrooms." Yeah. Right. I'm sure the Lego version of me is far superior to anything I can accomplish. You know, like, one of their best. Get stuff sure. done. He's like married, Mike. Like he's got like yeah. a good life. He's like, like uh, owns a home or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Lego would not version be of me like, is crushing it. Mm-hmm. I would not be in a position of leadership within the no. Council of Jacobs. I don't think. <laughs> no. 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 I would assume one of them would come here to kill me, to stop me from doing something that would mess up their plans. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess it's, if Peter Park car can get in there, though, like maybe I could do something. I don't know. I, right. I oh. think they would interview me. I would get the day pass to come and stop by and I would see the jail cell of a bunch of like animated versions of me or like <laughs> other people and i'd be like no, no no no, i'm not mixing with any of this <laughs> right i don't even think they make day passes for adults generally either you know <laughs> no. uh, shout yeah. out to cowboy spider-man that was a funny one too um <laughs> why is the horse wearing a mask it's hide its identity, his identity. <laughs> yeah um but so miles does his Not whole plan version. right uh he gets there too Mm-hmm. He gets his escape, but then we get the big twist where it's revealed. He gets back home. He's trying to talk to his parents, but we're getting now. It's a wonderful life with Spider-Man. Something is not quite right, right? 42. He talks to his mom. Uh, he mentions his dad a little bit, which he's like, that was kind of weird. And then who walks in? His old uncle from the first movie, The Prowler, and, uh, Aaron. Uh, so... 
yeah. the in the 2099 world, did they call it the web weaver? What was this device that they had? Do you guys remember something? Oh. Some, something ridiculous. Yeah, that but that's what was sends them back. The device that they would use for these aberrations or whatever that would come through the time stream. The when you get yourself a, yes. da, a Da Vinci vulture, mm-hmm. you get stabbed by this thing. It goes Da Vinci planet. Blah 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 blah. Matches your off. DNA. It sends yes. it back to the original universe. So when he went through, it detected the DNA of the spider oh. that bit him, which was from this other universe. So he didn't go and, back to his universe. He went to this alternate universe where his dad is dead. Right. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yep. Rest in power. Rest in power. His yeah. Uncle is alive. Uh, and still a criminal. And then the big reveal, of course, which... Um, you think Aaron's the prowler? Say, yeah, you could say that, but um, I feel like a lot of people probably expected the Swiss once you realize what's going on, but it was still cool. He's like, no, I'm not the prowler. Who comes out? Other Dimension Miles. He's the prowler. It is mm-hmm. an amazing setup for a third movie when you get the attitude of, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Our dad's in danger. Your dad's in danger. Yeah. Ooh, this one is not fucking around. No, this stuff was mind blowing to me. Just like the implications of it. Like now it's like, oh, if you give in to your negative impulses, let's say as a human being, like you could, you're, you're, you can be the hero or the villain of your story. And now Miles is seeing himself so, as the hero or the villain, yeah. right? It's kind of like nature versus nurture. Like, are you always going to be a good person or can certain a certain situation make you a bad person or make and is Miguel going to have to think about that. Right. Yeah. And the, to extrapolate from this. So like, why does he become the prowler in this, in this universe? Well, the spider wasn't there to bite him because it was in this other dimension. So he, instead of becoming Spider-Man and potentially being able to save his dad was not able to become Spider-Man. So he turned to a life of crime, I guess. Yeah. And as we see, there's no Spider-Man in this dimension. Dimension, and when we go outside, it's like a Streets of Fire, Escape from New York, like dystopia yeah. without Spider-Man. It's it is a nightmare Spider-Man world. Is the only one keeping it our our world from being like that butterfly effect, I guess. You know, he inspires a lot yeah. of people. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. You know, hey, that didn't happen. This is New York. <laughs> yeah, no, they fell apart. Um, so that's a, a very wild thing. And then, meanwhile, Gwen ends up going to. Miles' original dimension and having that heart-to-heart with uh, his parents, you know, like, hey, look, we're spider people. And I I absolutely loved loved it. it. Teared up again. We neglected to say in the background, especially after the Mumbatton sequence, Mm -hmm. uh, the spot has been able to set off more Hadron Colliders, absorb more dark matter. Mike, he has changed from a rough draft art style where you literally see the blue lines on the white with the small black to an ink blot right he is just now a living mess of animation on on the screen what'd you guys think of that very cool and he's becoming more menacing right the music that accompanies him it's all very menacing he used to be this joke villain of the week which he didn't want to be and now he's this super villain he eats dimensions essentially he looks like a gurren lagan villain mike is that does that yeah like some crazy like i don't know junji ito like abstract spiral oh he's so he's spiral over. he's crazy yeah. yeah yeah he and so he he's 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 always saying i'm your nemesis jean-luc i'm your nemesis well now you now he really is he's the enemy of all things 
right now and he's going to after uh, miles dad and miles universe and that's that's where we get our cliffhanger to be continued just like fast and the furious drive the car down the dam that's right except that's right. instead we of the except this works. family we get gwen setting up a family going hey by the way everybody you missed from the last movie even though we did get the one line from john mulaney's uh spider yes. and going like always believe in yourself miles yep yep yeah. <laughs> which Here is just are. a line from the last movie so he yeah. didn't even but we get Noir is going to come back. Penny's yeah. going to come back. Shout out Peter Gerard Way. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. Right. So we end with Miles is captured in his alternate reality by evil him who is the Prowler. We mm-hmm. have Gwen showing up to his universe with the squad. And I and love what spot. she says. Like, I always mm-hmm. wanted to be in a band. So I decided to put my own together. Right? Amazing. The spot's going to destroy that universe. Meanwhile, Miguel, Miguel and his crew of selects, Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley, Riley yeah. uh, are in, I guess, the evil Miles universe, right? Ready to kick ass there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, be... could, I wasn't sure which universe they're in, but I think you're right. I think they followed Miles 242 because they're like, we know where he went. We have the computer. So they're yeah, going after him. They probably him. traced him. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it's a big cliffhanger. And I was getting... In the theaters, I was literally like so lost. Like I had no idea how much time it had yeah. expired. You know, it's such an overstimulating thing. Like it's throwing so much at you. I'm just like engrossed in this, and I'm like, damn, right? It's over. I wish there was well, more. Yeah, I agree. I think I think now might be one last thing before we kind of do our final thoughts. Wrap where this might be going. You know, but the one unfortunate thing about the Alamo Draft House format is when there's about 20 minutes left of the movie, they bring out your bill. So you can sign it, you know? Ah. And so I'm like, I'm in it. I'm like, this is crazy. How much longer is this going to go? And then the bill comes out. I'm like, I got so sad. I'm like, I only got 20 oh, minutes of sure. this left. So they kind yeah. of signaled me that it was going to wrap up. But narratively, it's like, I'm, I'm just so ready to just keep going on this ride uh, in this arachno-human so, poly multiverse. He, I'm with you, Mike. I want to take that ride too. Here's my defense, because I, I held off talking about this earlier. And mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of people. I've gotten multiple texts from people. Joe has pointed this out as well. Maybe he'll bring it up in his, his mm-hmm. final statement, Mike. But the, the two-partedness of it all, I did know going in that it was split. So I wasn't expecting a cliffhanger. I know that we just dealt with this with Fast X. Everybody keeps bringing up the comparisons between Infinity War and Endgame mm-hmm. and all the other Fast ones X we've talked about. Uh, just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Harry Potter Part 1, Deathly Part 2, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I have ripped Dune in the past, saying Dune is a film that does feel incomplete. I would argue this one does not feel incomplete, as it does just feel like, yes, there is more story to get done. It certainly ends on a more exciting scene than two people having a knife fight in a small little Dune alleyway and then going like, well, all right, let's go <laughs> see some people. And they go, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the worst ending to a movie I would of all say- time. Yes. <laughs> I mean, my defense of Dune, I think I said before, is that 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 the source material would just not be adaptable as unless it was it just can't four hours long uh, or five or six hours long, however long. So it's not possible to make it a it's fair so thing to say it somewhere. Maybe it didn't the way they the way they split it maybe could have been done better. This mm-hmm. movie, I feel like it's not a complete movie in that you would never just watch this. Like once the next movie comes out. You're never going to rewatch this movie and not just roll into Just the be next like, one, ah, right? what a day that was. Mm-hmm. I guess it'll be yeah. from now. No, you're 100% right. Because obviously, is... it doesn't resolve its like third act 
you know, no, building that's up. To, a, yeah. That's a super fair point to make about the conceptualization of this is an original idea. They could have just written a movie that isn't, you know, two towers. They could have just written another movie. But mm-hmm. I think it does conclude the themes that are set up. I think the George Stacy and Gwen Stacy stuff yeah. is kind of the core and highlight of this movie. And that is wrapped up by the end of it. And That's I think true. the relationship and stuff that's said between Miles and his parents not being said by him at the end, but being said by this girlfriend instead to him that they realize it is again finishing up the themes in a way that you don't see Dune or these other movies that split in two do that. Fast X does not end with Dom going, remember I gave you that lesson about watch the light and the heart and over the course of this film, we've grown as people. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. It ends with him in a car exploding. And Feel the car. Like, <laughs> also, you could compare it to Empire Strikes Back, which some people yeah. have made the comparison. Like that is a complete movie. It ends. That is a complete movie. Very and then we get an epilogue. Big twist, you know, Luke, I am your father, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. uh, versus, oh, you're in the wrong universe. Prowler, I am you. That is yeah. the twist of the show. Yes, I am your prowler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I think it's a great movie. You prowler. I think it's a great movie, and I think it'll be even greater when the next one comes, if that one yeah. lives up to the first two, which I have no reason to doubt that it won't be good. <sighs> If they knock um, this out of the park, it's got to be the best Spider-Man trilogy. But um, oh, easily, just easily, um, yeah. But it, I agree, Colin. It does pay off thematically because we get the first act. My dad thinks I killed Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man. I can't tell him. I've revealed everything. He accepts me. Great. And like it at least touches on. And Miles' story will be concluded in the third film because he at least went from everyone's telling me what to do to I'm deciding what I'm doing. So his arc kind of yeah. con- concludes too. So I think it could, does. And then we get this epilogue. If I was going to nitpick, I would say some of Miles' beats in this movie are similar to emotional beats from the first movie, where he's kind of already had some of these scenes, but they're just kind of rephrased. But I didn't mind it. I think it's you know, with his parents, kind of like he's co- they've covered this ground already, but obviously he's getting older. So I think that's it's a little different. And uh, just the Spider-Man the, of, you know, the Parker luck, so to speak, of it all, where it's like, he is, he's trying to impress his dad and stuff, but he's, you know, when he's getting the cakes for his party and stuff, but he shows up late, like he can't do anything right. What does the cake time. say, Mike? Do you remember? I'm not proud I'm by not, the time I'm he not. arrives with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so not funny. proud. Wait, you can't write it smaller? <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> can't you talk shorter, she says? <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, he's trying, he's trying. This. And then it's like, I can't tell them yeah. why I'm late all the time. And it's like, ah, nobody understands me like you know that's a big teenage thing you know when he says the thing to his dad about like well he's becoming a man and you know just like let him spread his wings and later his dad says that and the mom's like what the hell are you talking about yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's the one thing that i wanted to mention like i love his relationship with his parents and it's so real yeah Yeah. and his parents are such good characters because they're not just like totally side characters like some some parents of superheroes or whatever where they're just like barely in the movie and like don't really add anything but these are like actually like three-dimensional characters that have like their own motivation and also just wanting the best for miles and trying to raise them the best they can and uh yeah i just love it gwen's dad as well like they, they're a part of these characters lives and the characters want them to be a bigger part of their lives it's just how do i let them in to this secret that i have and like the the 
turmoil, emotional turmoil with all that. You know, it's it's yeah, really great. Yeah, well, I think we love it. So I yes. think uh, let's see uh, with what might happen in the future. Maybe when we go um, beyond the Spider Verse, uh, as was teased at the end of this film, do our final thoughts and wrap it up, uh, web slingers, uh, as we get across the Spider Verse. Right after this. We're back here on Across the Normiverse, JK. <laughs> it's Spider-Man Across the Normiverse. Oh, I did it oh. again. It's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's right, here on Normies Like Us, uh, where we're giving our final thoughts. We were just saying, uh, universal praise. Three out of three Normie thumbs up. You can't beat that recommendation. We've had yeah. kind of a hot streak on this podcast lately. We loved Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what else did we say? Other recently? than Fast X. Guardians yeah. 3. We liked. <laughs> Guardians 3 was Guardians a high 3. recommend from all of us. Yeah, John absolutely. Yeah. And even Picard Season 3 for the Star Trek fans out there is a recommended John Wick 4. So some pretty good yes. runs here. Strong, uh, blo- it's been a decent blockbuster season. I mean, there's been some duds as well like fast x there's been some meh ones for me super like media super brothers Bros. you know now super media brothers <laughs> now i am Sorry. super colin brothers happy to say and announce this film we covered today broke this summer box office record this is now the yeah, highest opening kid. weekend film of 2023 wow which is crazy good. because now what the two best selling movies of the year so far are animated movies Right with Mario being oh, the other. Oh one. yeah, yeah, yeah. It shows yeah. that animation people will come out for it. And, Puss and I think boots good word of mouth. Yeah, Puss in Boots. Obviously, a lot of people really yeah. like that one. But good think of word you of mouth has been really Mario good. Mario to this. win the Oscar over this—that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's I feel crazy. bad. <laughs> best animated picture. Sorry, Mario. Best you should stay home. The Oscar for best Mario movie goes to everybody. In the audience leans forward, crosses their Best fingers. Mario movie for the twentieth year in a row. Mario. Super Mario Brothers from the nineties. It's yeah. again. Um, incredible. Yeah. Good. This movie deserves all the money. Go spend all the money on it, please. It's absolutely. It's a huge crowd pleaser. People are loving it, and I'm glad it's doing so well. It's also officially the highest rated movie on Letterboxd right now. Oh. Uh, beating every other single movie in the world. Just you know, we love to hear that. Yeah. Wow. Which I think it'll incredible. go down over time. It's kind of like a recency bias thing. But yeah, yeah. So many people are just giving it five stars, which I also gave it a whole five stars, which I pretty rare for me. Like, I don't give every movie that high. I did four and a half because of that not being a complete movie. And uh, I had to do it to it. It's at 95 on yeah, Rotten Tomato 95. for critics and 96 for audience. Even the people who hate wow. woke are fine with this. Everybody loves well, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure there's awesome. a vocal assholes. Yeah. I wanted to mention oh, that too because shit. Yeah. We're 95, about, like, when, 96. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. When Miles, you know, when, like you're saying, when Miles Morales was created in the comics, there was a lot of mm-hmm. racist people that were angry. There is that contingent of people. And in particular, these, these YouTubers that I hate. I'm not even going to mention them by name, but there's a certain yeah. Don't go look at their stuff. Group of YouTubers that'll and this this thing they do with Miles is they say Peter Parker is Spider is Spider Man. Miles Morales is Miles Morales. I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's their whole Fascinating. thing. Fascinating. And then there was this video I saw of this guy who's like, 
I'm here at the Miles Morales movie. There's a lot of uh, Miles, there's a lot of Spider-Man. There's some Miles Morales too. It's just like very. I don't know. It's just stupid. Like it's like passive aggressive because it. even Stan Lee yeah. said like the idea of Spider-Man. He's got a head to toe suit, a mask. Anybody can be Spider-Man, and this movie yeah. is showing you anybody can be Spider-Man or have the spirit of Spider-Man or be inspired by Spider-Man. So it's a just bunch of freaking idiots. Angry, yeah, angry babies that are mad that their beloved, you know, Peter Parker is being supplanted, but Peter Parker still exists. It's not like he's like there's literally a hundred Peter Parkers in this movie. Yeah, a thousand. Seems like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the point Why of the film. More? We we talked about it earlier. I'll weigh in right now. I also want Please. to say this and give my thoughts of like Peter Parker versus Miles Morales. One, who gives a shit? It's not important. Yeah. Truly could not be less important. Two, when people say things cannot be improved upon or don't, you know, break the wheel and all that bullshit and like, just like, let it be. Don't change things. You are just cutting yourself off to innovation, things being updated and just brought to modern light. And I got to say, I would have never seen it as a kid. I would have never understand it. The, the imagery would have never crossed my mind. But the the combination of the aesthetic that is Spider-Man with the music of hip-hop and then the culture of, like, dope Nike shoes and things like that mm-hmm. is so such a perfect marriage that I almost do think it is better than Peter Parker to the point where, like, even right. future iterations, I'm like... I just want Spider-Man to always look cool and be cool and be young and be hip and be cool. And that's what yeah. this is. Cool. And it's, it's, a, modern, it's a rare. Right? Yeah. And it's a rare example of like a character that was created as like a, Oh, diversity thing that is then actually like a really good character. Like a lot of companies will try to do that thing and then just like totally blow it, make them very just like kind of cringy and like people are just like, you know, mm-hmm. tr- yeah, they're yeah. just trying too hard. You know what I'm saying? It's and, tokenism. Or it's, and Jacob, yeah. you will see people abandon tokenism like Rose Tico and Star Wars, which yeah. let's face it, there was very much a, a whole of let's have an Asian character. They did it. There was a small but loud minority that was we hate this. And then just a general consensus of either mixed of like she's fine to I think she's great. And their reaction was ditch it. And it very yeah. easily could have been that with Miles. Yeah. Yeah. With with large companies like this, you know, it's that whole woke capitalism thing where like they're giving they're you know, they're saying that they stand for this, but then they're immediately ready to abandon it if they, you know, if they need to. Right. So um it's the a rare moment that I, the month is over. Yeah. No, I saw we're changing our logos, pride flags for a month, and then immediately yeah no i i I saw a post going around (laughs) yeah it was like all the villainous companies from movies with pride like as a joke you know like wayland yutani pride logo skynet pride logo like arasaka you know but you know when a rainbow terminator has to step on me for a month but you see what's happening with, with with target right now where where they're backing away from this pride stuff because they're scared of these like super far right conservatives that are making a lot of noise online and also getting kind of violent with so i understand that part of it but it's right don't just back out of everything you stand for just because you know and isn't that what miles learns yes Yes. stand up for what you stand up for and you know it's great that the audience is really connecting with this like i said like spider-man's for everybody they made it a cool character 
any gender. It's a cool character. A spider person is fucking cool. And you can be one. You can be one. And most people who are not idiots are loving it, thankfully. Yeah. And nobody would like Miles if he wasn't like a really cool and interesting character. And so obviously he is. So he's also flawed, um, but he's cool. You know, we're, we're all right with it. I wanted to ask you guys, though. And this was interesting. I looked up. I don't know if I got a straightforward answer on this, but I was thinking about it. Miles Morales, his last name, he takes his mom's last name, not his dad's Mm. last name. Now, why would he do that? Well, his dad's last name is Davis, right? He's named Mm. Jefferson Davis, which first of all is a problematic name that I think Brian Michael Bennis did by accident where he named a black cop Jefferson Davis. I would imagine so, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, Yeah. Which, you know, Jefferson Davis was like the president of the Confederacy during the Civil War. Um, Interesting. Uh, But I realized if Miles took his dad's name, I don't know if this is why they didn't do it, but if Miles took his dad's name, his name would be Miles Davis, right? Right. Miles Davis, (laughs) jazz musician. Uh, So maybe that's why, but I never got confirmation why they did it other than, you know, alliteration. They answered Hmm. that question in the comics, Jacob, I think like six months ago. Like Mm. truly, it is so recent that people were like, why is that? And a writer was like, yeah, why is that? And like had to like put it in a car. And I think it's because of their uncle and their criminal background. Mm. The the Davises. Yeah. Uh, It's just very interesting that that his dad and his mom are together and that he would take his mom's name. Yeah, which I'm I'm all for. Like you should yeah. always take yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, again, that's yeah. an archaic yeah, thing. Standard, yeah. right? Why we? What's um, that based on? Yeah. Oh, can I ask you guys as we're wrapping up? What is mm-hmm. your guys' favorite uh, spider outfit? Oh, the dunks with the sweater. Not this outfit. He's bleeding from like his that? armpits. You know, I don't like. I do this like one how everyone's like, "What are you bleeding from your armpits or something?" I like set up. He's going to get a new suit because he's this one's yeah. tore. I do yeah. like the suit in this yeah. one as well. I like the color scheme, obviously. Um, I'm a big fan of red and black together. I wear a lot of clothes mm-hmm. that are red and black. So you're um, doing like it right that. now. And watch, by the way, watch at home. Hey, uh, you know, on Fortnite, uh, you know, I love I love to play Fortnite. My favorite game. Love those, dude. Uh, so Star Wars mail. ended. So all the Star Wars <laughs> stuff left, but they added the Spider Verse stuff. So I was playing Fortnite. I gave in. I gave Epic Games some some V Buck money. And so I thought, capitalism said <laughs> spider punk. That's right. Woke capitalism. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I bought the spider verse bundle, which comes with Miles Morales skin and uh, Spider-Man 2099 skin. Oh, do you get Gwen stuff. too? No, Gwen. So this is the thing that annoys I me. I would buy it. Gwen was in a, a battle pass exclusive. So if, if you get if a skin is in a battle pass in Fortnite, it'll <laughs> never come into the score. You can only get it from that battle pass. So I missed out on Gwen. She'll never be in the store, but I got Miles and I got Miguel O'Hara. Dang, is there okay. usually two? What was the other one? Peter B. Parker, like in the sweatpants or something? Or it was just that might have been an earlier one, but it, he wasn't in the store recently. Uh, it was just those two. And gotcha. then there's like an emote where Spider Ham will come out of a portal and give you his hammer and stuff. It's kind of cool. But I, love I gave it. in, gave up some V Bucks, but I love it. I've been swinging around as Miles Morales using the web slingers in Fortnite. How can you not? How yeah. can you fucking not? He is so cool, dude. He is really cool. He needs to adjust his ideas in, in the movie. He'll get there. He's on an arc, but he's very, he's very growing, cool yeah. with the claws and the arm blades. Like, yeah. Yeah. I have a Miguel anyway. Sorry, but. Mm-hmm. Um, 
might have got confused because I'm very excited. But Colin, what's your favorite fit? Gwen's fit with the ballet shoes might be one of my favorite fits too with the hood. That's a very good suit. But. Oh, I like yeah. Gwen's fit with the, yeah. with the chucks in this one too. Like, Are those my chucks? Uh, it's not my fault. We're the same size. Yeah. And God. with the hood, like the white suit with the hood is like mm-hmm. now becoming but iconic the- for but, uh, the, you know, I know that here's the thing. Again, modern comics, it's so dumb. You grew up with this stuff where you're like, yeah, Spider-Man. He swings around like Tarzan in the city. He wears bright red and blue. <laughs> you're like, yeah. absolutely. And when Spider-Gwen first came out, I was like, neon blue with white and black and red webs. Ah, no, mm-hmm. That's so busy and so much. I hate it. No, dude. Now I look at it, I'm like, that's one of the greatest costumes ever designed. I think yeah. they've perfected her look in this movie with the the hood, the red with the web pattern inside the hood. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. And the chucks, man. The chucks, chucks. are a, a huge the part chucks of it, like bonus, the man. basketball shoes are. Like it's Hell yeah. There's something about people just wearing or throwing a hoodie over or like a leather jacket or something on top of a cool outfit that gets me. That's sad. Jean jacket, right? Got a lot of cut off. Bro. The worst of all the war time. Vest. Scarlet Spider. Oh, the yeah. All red with nothing on it, just wearing a blue hoodie. The worst. He got all that at Target. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, uh, yeah. Gotta love but, it. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'll throw in mine. I, obviously, I love this movie. Teared up multiple times. I think there's a lot of heart yeah. in this thing. It deals with a lot of interesting themes, you know, belonging and acceptance and finding your path and making your choices, right? And, you know, that whole thing. And I love that. And I just think everybody should check it out. And um, it begs the question, at what point do we get uh, Silk introduced in any of this? You know, there's a lot of spider people. That. We've never seen Silk in anything. So, mm-hmm. that could be interesting. So, I don't know. Yeah. There's room for infinite spider people is what I'm saying. So, Bring them all out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with everything that you've kind of said. Like, I was, like, I loved it so much coming out of it. I was so excited. Like, I was just, it's maybe probably the best movie I've seen come out this year. I Um, I would agree. That's what you said when we left. I said I still have Dungeons and Dragons over it. Dungeons and Dragons, Mm. also a very good movie. Um, Do you guys remember that Chris Pine was the original Spider-Man who's killed in the first one? Yes, that's right. That's wild. Wow. Um, that universe is Peter Parker. That's uh, but yeah, this whole movie is just a work of art. Like every single frame of this movie is just insanely beautiful. Like the colors, the sound, everything that's going on. Like it's just every frame is just. Every frame of painting as it were. That's right. Oh, at least. Yeah. Incredible. Like I said, it's a new high bar for like animation as a medium and like, no one's even coming close right now to like what they're doing. I know. Shout out to the directors. Shout out to everyone that uh, worked on this. Like Mm -hmm. fucking great job. Absolutely. I'm going to keep asking you guys random questions as you give me your final thoughts. Did you have a favorite cameo, Jacob or somebody that you were super excited to see? Uh, I mean, I just liked, uh, I liked the Donald Glover cameo and uh, yeah. I was happy for Andrew. Andrew, Toby. People are really talking up the sort of lost cartoon series people loved. Spectacular Spider-Man was the Josh Keaton character who's like, come on, Miles, you got to give in. Like, it's just like, he just like walks up and he's like, come on, Miles. Like, right. you're like, oh, wow, a little lip service here. 
I never watched that show. That's, you know, not huge for me. If they had gotten the 90s animated guy to come out and, and yell at me, I would have been like, this is great. <laughs> they did sure throw every nod to Spider-Man and his amazing friends, too. That guy. Could yes. Oh, swing. Oh, 100%, Mike. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I was there for that. The, the yeah. cue, the music cue plays. Da, da, da. <laughs> I feel like they any the Spider-Man course, show yeah. that's existed before now, like, they've got to have them in there at some point. So there's just been so many already. Like even yeah. Miles's friend is playing Spider-Man on the PS5. Genki in the movie, is playing is Spider-Man 2. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess Wild. was the uh, Chris Pines. Why, why, why? Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Weird. But no, love this movie. Mm-hmm. Five out of five stars. Go see it, normies. Go see it in theaters. Packed audience. Like, it's just a great theater experience. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Final thoughts on our viewing, man. We must have sat in Amy Pascal's row because everybody cheered every time they saw her name. That's right. Uh, The theater was electric. (laughs) People, there was an applause break after the drum moment. Uh, And I still think that opening. And, Mike, you sang the lines, reiterated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's alone. You know, she's afraid at first. Uh, or what is it? Uh, but he's not alone or whatever. And then it's like, she he, ends he, it he, with, she's on his own. She's not the only one. He's on his own. He's not the only one. It's, it's like, yeah, that. he's not. And then the back and forth, but that final, the way that she says it, she fucking crushes it. I just think yeah. that she's the best performance in this film. Haley I love Steinfeld. Can, this Haley is Steinfeld. a Gwen movie. Yeah. This is, look, this is a Haley Seinfeld podcast. We love Bumblebee. <laughs> Watch we Bumblebee. love Hawkeye. Hawkeye. We brought uh-huh. it up before. We, we are ready for We love, we love uh, Dickinson, the Apple TV original. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is my my feeling then. If obviously, so yeah. they're making a live action Miles Morales movie. How long till they make a live action Spider Gwen movie? We've and then never what had a does Spider that Woman mean? In, like, yeah, anything. So like, um, right. I think it would have, like make them separate movies and just and just I guess do their respective backstories. Um, I don't know how they do. <laughs> if Sony has their hands tied in the MCU, you're right with Tom Holland. I guess it's a good place to guess, right? Where are we going? Yes. Tom Holland's MCU. A Miles Morales lives there, but maybe there's only one Spider-Man per universe as this posits. So that mm. Miles that Prowler knew is not going to be a Spider-Man. So yeah, it's separate. Just literally do separate universe. Just do separate but movies. Here's my, you can build a million Spider-Man franchises, Sony. With Sony is that I still don't have trust in Sony to make a good live action movie. I'm not craving the Hunter at all. No. Because the pool, the limited pool of animators who get the job to step up to direct a live action film. And this film has three directors, two of which this is their first time directing a film. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that is so much easier than, you know, the things Sony would do where Jacob, they would get like Ruben Fleischer or some guy where you're like, no, not yeah. that guy. He doesn't know what he's doing. And they're like, mm-hmm. David Aya has decided he's joining the Spider-Man universe. And you're like, no, no. And obviously when they make a live action Miles Morales, like everyone's going to compare it to these movies. So if it's not really good, like, well, Dead even if it's water, okay, people dude. are like, well, it's okay, but it's not as good as the Spider-Verse. This so is now it's either going to be terrible uh, or like there's only like I don't see a world where it's actually really good because... Sony just can't make those live action movies. No, let's not forget that Venom 2 exists with Woody Harrelson's Carnage red, my favorite color. Oh Oh my God. What an abomination. And also, Mike, 
Yeah. Uh, the spot visited that universe. Oh, yeah. he vi- he went there. He should have already Woody. had the Spider-Man. His name is Andrew Garfield, the amazing That's Spider-Man. Right. That's right. Um but yeah, and also don't you think Marvel MCU is sitting there thinking like, man, this Miles Morales is a pretty popular character. We'd love to have him in our universe. Um, yeah. for when Tom Holland is is ready to move on from the role of Spider-Man, Miles could take over as the Avengers Spider-Man too. It could be a different Miles. I don't know how it's going to work exactly, but multiverse yeah. exists, period. That's right. Well, we we got Boimler going to the Star Trek Strange New Worlds like, all right, this is the animated my, version of Miles just in live action. Like they just my, say that. Yeah. Can I just spoil something for you? Please. We got Boimler in this movie. Jack Quaid played the no. Peter Parker that turns into the lizard. What? Oh, yeah. We get oh, This is a Jack Quaid podcast. Jack Quaid. We love Jack Quaid. We love right. Jack Quaid on this podcast. Haley Steinfeld, Jack Quaid, uh, Keanu Reeves, Tom Hardy. Tom That's Hardy. our Mount Rushmore. I love when his dad fights Jaws. Do you guys remember when we talked about Jaws 3D on this podcast? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Dennis Quaid. Don't watch that movie Remember ever. when his uncle... Uh... Yeah, uh, Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say. There's yeah. an RV. Um, uh, yeah. Threaten yeah. yeah, Rupert Murdoch's Quaid. life. We um, love Jack Quaid. We love this movie. Uh, it's we great. do need to be it's careful, best. though. Please You're right. We love it. We absolutely love it. We recommend it. But just remember, Sony does also make bad stuff. But encourage the, land. the good stuff, right? Positive reinforcement for what they are doing well. And, they're and just, these. I'll just say real quick, keep going. Cause it really seems like movies lately are extremely front loaded in that they have dope opening weekends. And then people are like, the movies are back. And then the second weekend is like, off. Oh no, no one's going to the movies. Yeah. I yeah. know there's a lot of competition. We're going to keep talking about dumb stuff. We're talking about a new movie next week too. We get it. Yeah. Right. Keep going. If you, you like it, that, keep going. The movie that's coming out, this weekend, you could argue maybe they should have found a different time slot for it because it's coming out between this movie and The Flash. Jacob, Christmas, yeah. flashback to 2018. You had two options at the movie to go to. You could either see Bumblebee or Into the Spider-Verse. Why did they do it to themselves again? Steinfeld. <laughs> And we don't yeah. get Haley Steinfeld in, in Rise of the Beast because that was no, in the 80s. It doesn't seem yeah. like. I wish I John like Cena it. was in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, I'd give anything. <laughs> yep, yep, Remember yep. when John Cena fought a Transformer? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Sure enough. I loved it. But yeah. Anyway, so we'll wow. see. Uh, a, lot, a lot of movies coming out. Get that second week yeah. hold for Spider-Verse if, if you enjoyed it. I think it will. Ago. I mean. The word, word of mouth on this Word of mouth has been so good. And I think yeah. a lot of these MCU movies, they have a huge opening weekend. Uh, it was mid or it was not that like good. Ant-Man had a big drop. And then it had a big drop off. I think Guardians, I don't think it had as big of a drop off because people liked Guardians a lot. But so. more than they would have liked to see. So if we yeah. could get a really strong... Mario so. had a good second weekend because it's a family movie or whatever. But let's see if we can yeah. Yeah. keep now, it above a, a 50% hit. drop. Everybody loves it. I haven't met a single person who like didn't like it. I don't. I couldn't even imagine. You know? Yeah, and to finalize this stuff here, Joe's notes in summary were just like, Oh, yes. It's a Spider-Man movie. Obviously, I love it. A little bit of pacing issues, right? Which I think first act too, but thematically and emotionally, it pays off, at least in my opinion. Uh, And side note, he thinks um, kind of the themes that they're exploring is great. And he kind of just also wants to visit Spider-Punk's universe next, please. Absolutely. In the next movie. It's unfortunate that Joe can't take the name (laughs) Spider-Punk. Yeah. 
Yeah, he should have. He could that. be the Spider Punk of his universe. That's true of this universe. <laughs> he's he's Spider Man and Spider Punk. Who knows? But yeah, uh, shout outs. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna need like a Spider Man, a Spider Punk game after this, or like something. He is you know. so cool. I can't yeah. underline it enough. But yeah, also shout out to your Blade Runner shirt. Very cyberpunk. Very uh, Miguel O'Hara uh, Miguel era. O'Hara. Yeah. yeah. Sure enough, Deckard's um, gonna retire him. Maybe. Yes, I. Yeah. That's a wrap, maybe? Yeah, so. we've been your hosts. Um, check us out, as usual, at normies underscore like underscore us, where all that good stuff is. You can write in from your dimension to our dimension and say who your favorite spider person was. Uh, and, of course, uh, recommend podcasts. We love to cover what you want us to, so reach out for some episodes. We'll do those as well. Rate, mm-hmm. review, subscribe. Helps out the podcast a lot. That's uh, right. And watch our YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Please Otherwise, dimension to our dimension, just to mention what you want us to mention. We would appreciate it. Please. Otherwise, we've been your host. This is the amazing Spider Colin. This is the uh, spectacular Spider Mike. And this is the ultimate Spider Jacob. Love to whip. see it. Whip, <laughs> whip. Bye, Norman. Take care, Bye. Bye. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.